And now, the world premiere of the Bears' devastating loss song, courtesy of Coach Cuse, Bill Doinks, guest appearance by daughter of Bill Doinks, and originally inspired by Death Cab for Cutie, this is Into the Dark, Red Zone Stark. Enjoy. Someday you will try to run up the score so high. I'll follow you into the dark. No fans to try to pack in the stand so high. Our at home ass is tight, waiting for the hint of a spark. If Nagy and Pace decide that they both are satisfied. Achievements known, but their careers have climbed. If there's no chance of scoring and the red zone stark, then I'll follow you into the dark. A big time school, the Carolina Blue. Mitch got his knuckles bruised. But Pace waited in back Ignore Deshaun And he told me, son Mitch is the chosen one Like a hobo on crack If Nagy and Pace decide That they both are satisfied Few achievements known But their careers have climbed there's no chance of scoring and the red zone stark then I'll follow you into the dark in year three we saw everything to see a playbook that he can't read could he even tie his own shoes we're worn down Time for Nick is now, but it's nothing to cheer about. Cause we'll lose again soon with the play calling buffoon. Maggie and Pace decide that they are mother satisfied. And few achievements known, but their glorious have song makes me feel slightly better about the Chicago Bears but whoa what a performance at Los Angeles we are going to talk all about it on this week's Zero Doinks hey offense 
you're allowed to score touchdowns. Matt Nagy, you're an offensive genius, right? Sean McVay is one of your inspirations. Hey, how about you take a couple notes anyway? We're going to talk all about it. I'm getting ahead of myself. We are also going to preview this Sunday's big game against the Saints, trying to bounce back against Taysom Hill and his garbage can face and skills. We're going to show you gambling angles and fantasy football angles as well. How many times can I say angles where you're going to cross enemy lines but join a Bears fan for this week's Fans and Eggs in Louisiana? That's going to be red hot, plus much, much more, including maybe 59 seconds worth of Big Ten talk. Whoops, Illini. Whoops, Gophers. This week, Zip Dogs. Let's shake things up. Shake it off. We love you. Zero doinks. Zero doinks. Zero doinks. Zero doinks. Zero doinks. Zero doinks. Zerdikes! <laughs> that was that was a Halloween Zerdikes right there. A little bit spooky, just like last night's game against the Rams. We were recording this on Tuesday night. Oh, uh, when's kickoff, Dan? Game hasn't started, right? Not for the Bears, it hasn't started. How are you, buddy? You look good. Ooh, oh, God, I am good. I'm wearing my Hams sweatshirt. Thank you, Hams. That was a freebie that you sent because of your glorious sponsorship of Zero Doings. Dan has one as well. We are twinning sometimes after Gray Balls games. Looking forward to that happening. Bend the curve, guys. Isn't that the saying? Bend the curve? I think I said that wrong. Stretch the curve. Dr. Fauci. Nope, it's bend the curve, I think. Wait, bend it? Do we bend the curve or we scrunch it? Scrunch the curve, guys. <laughs> Just scrunch it because, you know, I thought COVID was gone and it is not. So that's why the Bears lost last night. Let's talk about the game because we have to, Dan. I'm going to kick it to you. Tell me what bothered you most watching the game and maybe kind of you know, reacting, some of your first reactions after the game ended? Oh, what bothered me most? I would say somewhere between uh, the kickoff and the end of the game, uh, everything in between there bothered me. That was a dog shit performance all around. This is kind of what we were not hoping for, but kind of, maybe kind of expecting. Deep down, we were we were confident on the surface, but deep down we thought this might happen, and it did. It definitely did. We were dog shit. Uh, can I read something? Did you have to read Dan Weederer's column? This today uh, I did not read yesterday? his column, but I saw some of his tweets that might have okay. been in there. So go ahead. Go so, ahead and read, buddy. I, you know me. Like, Well, let me start with this. You wanted to maybe do the reaction. We record our reaction last night. And I apologize, and I want to apologize on air because I said I do not have the energy for it. I was just flat out angry. It wouldn't have been good. I know it sounds like it might have been a good idea. No, I was a low energy guy last night because I was drained from all of my frustration. So I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Bill. But let's I feel a little better. But you know me, I feed off of the negative bears calls on the radio and everyone freaking out makes me feel better because it's yes. just hilarious. So let me read what how Weeder started his column. I must have been this morning. I don't know. This is how it's, this is it. You ready? You ready, Bill? Do it. Here we go. This is Weederer. Yep. That was Chicago's biggest fear come to life. All of that. 
the whole mess on Monday Night Football. That 24-10 to 10 Bears loss to the Los Angeles Rams at SoFi Stadium. That aggravating display of offensive ineptitude. Ineptitude? Did I say that right? Ineptitude. The seeming confirmation that the team's 5-1 start was nothing more than a, listen up, a wayward party balloon that has suddenly drifted through the window of a samurai sword factory. What? <laughs> what? God. How does he come up with this shit? Was I supposed to laugh at that? Because if I was, it worked because that was so stupid. I'm not oh. laughing with you, Dan. I'm laughing at you. But this shit like that makes me feel better. How about you? I feel so much better now. I am so glad I didn't read that. Dan, we I have stopped clicking on your columns. I wouldn't even call them columns. You're such a... What a fucking weird. That sums up how uncomfortable he has made me feel ever since I discovered his mediocre writing skills. And he's a fellow Illini, so I feel guilty saying that sort of thing. Ah, uh, gross. I feel gross. He's a buffoon. I don't know why that just pops. You're a buffoon, Dan. And, you know, it's it's a different take. I know what he's trying to do. It's not really working, but... No, it's stupid. Don't give him any no, credit. Okay, all right. I'm sorry. I was, you know... He's not mean. I don't think he's mean. No, he's just no, desperate. No. He's desperate for attention. Yeah. And he has a good job. I mean, that's a good gig with the Tribune, but... Maybe we don't need to talk about Weeder anymore. That that was a dog shit performance. Where do you want to start? Should we start with the offense? Should we start yeah. with the defense? It doesn't matter to me. No, let's start let's start with the offense. I saw a tweet, I think, from Dan Weeder. And by the way, we created that, not Cap and uh, Jonathan Hood. That came from us. They stole it from us. That is a fact. Go back and listen. Anyway, Weeder <laughs> mentioned this is not his stat. This is Matt Nagy's stat. 24 out of the 40 games Matt Nagy has now coached in his career for the Bears as head coach. The offense has failed to get 21 points in 24 of 40 games. Let's start there, Dan. Also, this is a four straight game with less than 65 yards rushing. What? What the fuck? Let's talk. How do you let's feel talk. about Matt? Let's, let's, I don't, I don't hey, let's know. Talk. I don't know how to segue for that. Let's talk. Let's talk turkey. Let's talk what? turkey time. We're almost in November. I was led to believe, Bill, that Matt Nagy was an offensive mastermind. Isn't that what you were led to believe when he was hired to coach our Chicago Bears? That's so why he was hired to coach. That's our why Chicago he Bears. was hired. So I'm gonna say that's untrue at this point. He. He clearly doesn't know how to run a scheme. Like, what are we, what are we doing? Like, what is our, <laughs> what is our doing? offense? What literally, what is our offense? I know, I know. and the O line is, it's getting worse. And I don't know how much, how much worse it could get. We might have to start throwing like, you know, Ridley Ridley in there at center at some point because, oh my God, are they terrible? Are they terrible, terrible, terrible? Foles is awful. He has no time, so it's not totally his fault. But when he gets time, he makes horrible decisions. And this offense isn't set up to, you know, to help us out at all. We should be doing what the Rams are doing. You know, a lot of motion, get guys moving, get a little. There's no confusion at all. It's like we're running an offense that's meant for a team of very talented players 
which we do not have. It's horrendous. It is horrendous. And, and I think we were talking off air when you had mentioned something about the motion that other teams show that the bears don't show you're one of Matt Nagy. He did show a lot of that. That's what's so crazy to me. It's like, I remember like Eddie Jackson would run behind Mitch, like out of nowhere for like a misdirection. It's like, Oh, when is he going to use Eddie Jackson on the offense? Like there was some creativity. This is a good segue. Actually, let's listen in. We had a frustrated fan from Ireland and it was fantastic. Darren in Dublin. Let's listen to some of his criticisms from last night. I think we need to give him the floor. He stayed up until like four in the morning watching that bullshit. So, Darren, take it away with some of your criticisms that might sound a little familiar to what we've been talking about. Well, lads, uh, Darren here, Dublin, Ireland. Stayed up last night, watched that, little from over. What a load of bollocks that was. Um, just a few things on it. I thought that uh, defense did okay. You know, at times, I thought they should have had a lot more uh, takeaways. I think they need to get Peter Tillman in to teach them how to punch the ball out a few times. I thought Nagy was a disgrace. I thought his play calling was terrible. I see now he's come out and said he needs to work commit more. That was completely obvious from a few weeks ago. Harris couldn't catch COVID. He's so shite. Um, I also think that Goodell Patterson needs to fuck off and take a knee every now and again. I remember getting past the... Uh, 20-yard line once with a return. A lot of bollocks. That 4-1 call by Nagy to hand it, hand it off to Patterson. What a load of absolute bollocks that is. Like, what happened to Nagy? He used to do, like, Santa's sleigh, shit like that in his first year. Good little plays, good fun plays. They've all seen it gone. Anyway, listen, love the pod. Looking forward to listening to it later on. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Okay, so, so Darren was talking about the same thing, where Nagy used to be creative, is no longer creative, what the fuck? What is he doing? Matt Nagy, you're a problem. What is this offense? Good segue. We've kind of half joked about it the last couple episodes, right? He needs to have the play sheet taken away from him. But the other options that we've mentioned so far, Bill Lazor and John DeFilippo, or I, I always fuck up his name. What do we do? Like, seriously, at this point, what should be done? I think I asked this the last two weeks, but Dan, help me out. What should be done? It's funny. I'm glad you brought that up because you did it almost as a joke for weeks, right? It felt like you were, but you were kind of not joking. So I give you credit. You were way out in front of this. And this, that was the, all the talk on sports radio this morning, which all of this is hilarious. We're five and two and it sounds like we're oh and seven, right? So we can both, simultaneously agree that we're being five and two is good and also be very worried about where we're at. So bears fans, like don't let anybody tell you otherwise. If they're like, Oh, why are you complaining? We're five and two. No, we are a bad five and two team. Like the the national media that's been shitting on us. If you're going like, Oh, fuck the haters. No, the haters are legitimately right. So you have been on this for a few weeks and never felt comfortable given the play calls to, anyone i don't know man at this point you got to try something different like there should be meetings today in hollis hall between ryan pace i i assume ted phillips is involved he should not be because he's very sweaty but there, there should be a meeting and they should sit around and say okay what's gonna change because every fucking week in the press conference it's like oh it's nagging oh i know we need to be better I know we need to run the ball more. I know we need Cole Komet needs to play more. You know, it's like, well, 
what are we doing, man? Like you're the decision maker. And they, the question did come up today if he's considered giving up play calling. And he kind of said, well, I look at that every week, but no, I'm not doing that. So I don't care. At this point, something's got to change. Like just try something different before the season gets too far out of hand. So, you know, I think we're finding out now, right, that Nagy's been smart over the years to to be slick in how he's deflecting blame on the Mitch onto the O-line, onto injuries, onto his assistant coaches, clearing, you know, this stuff's starting to pile up on him, and I think people are seeing through his bullshit at this point. So I don't know. It would be ballsy for him to, to give that up because I know he's so attached to that he came in, but I would also respect the fuck out of him if he said, look, we're just – we've hit a brick wall. We're, we're regressing on offense. I need to mix it up. Just try it. Don't even say this is an all-year thing. Just say, let's just try it. I don't know who that is, but Dave Ragone, isn't he still around? Yes. I mean, he, he That's who I the... wrote for today. Okay, yes. so, yeah. So, <laughs> I don't know. Well, what would you do if you were Ted Phillips? So, if I was Ted Phillips, I would – I would get down on my knees every night. Oh, that sounds weird. And just <laughs> and say thank you, George McCaskey, I guess, who is probably in his bedroom. Um, I mean, yeah, Ted Phillips. We think Matt Nagy's been skating by a little bit. Ted Phillips has been skating by a long bit. Uh, so, no, if I, if I were <laughs> – I don't think – my theory would be Matt Nagy is never going to take the play calling away from himself because he will feel like he's putting himself one step closer to the exit, right? Because he was brought here to be the guy who is, I'm not going to run the, you know, the I formation. I'm here because of my huge throbbing brain from Kansas City. And that it's not true. Unfortunately, it's not true, at least, at least in terms of play calling. I think we can all agree that he seems to be a good head coach generally, maybe not during the game, but a good culture guy. Man, I'm not making a great case for Matt Nagy right now. So what would I do? I would eventually, I think Ryan Pace eventually is going to have to take that away from him. I don't know who it's going to go to though. It, it, it's If you go with an experienced guy, it is Bill Lazor or Flip, but they both suck probably just as bad as Matt Nagy. They've proven, they, they've been proven to suck. So I, I think you got yeah. You'd have to go. I'm just gonna roll the dice and I'm gonna do Dave. I'm gonna do Dave Ragone. Jesus Christ, what is going on here? Uh, and how about Henry Burris? He's there right now. Let's have Henry Burris call a few plays. He uh, why the fuck? Not? I mean, honestly, I want to see something different. A big problem to me is is usage of personnel, which does fall on Matt Nagy. You're in charge of the whole fucking team, especially the offense. Why the hell is Demetrius Harris getting significantly more targets than a clearly more talented Cole Komet who proved it to you in the first quarter? What is wrong with that? And CPAT? Can we just cut CPAT just to take him away from Matt Nagy? It's nothing against him, but get him the fuck off my TV. Come on! Why is he... He should not be allowed out there on offense. Dude, just return kicks and... I'm going to say this every week. Why isn't he returning punts? Literally, why isn't he returning punts? Because Ted Ginn's amazing at it. Didn't you see last night? Oh, 
Ted Ginn, that guy just, he wants to be cut, right? Like, I think it's coming. Has it not happened? It hasn't happened yet, right? Because they signed a new punt returner. Signed who I a new think, guy. Yeah. I think he can play this week. So, bye-bye, mm. Ted Ginn. You suck. Bye-bye. bye-bye. Yeah, CPAT. I'm sorry for yelling. I'm sorry for no, blowing out your ears with you, CPAT. You should not be sorry. I'm hard of hearing anyway. So, that's the first time I've heard you in years. So, all right. So, here's what I think. With, with Pace going to – Pace going to Nagy, and I think he. This is how you spin it. You tell Nagy, you're like, "Look, we got to try something. Someone else needs to call the plays. I'll let you decide who it is. This is your decision. This is your team. Because you know why I need you to. You need to be the head coach and oversee it all because everything else is sloppy. We're getting we're the most penalized defense. Yes, we were. You know, we have these terrible penalties on offense. We're having to burn timeouts for seemingly no reason at all, like back-to-back timeouts almost every week. I guess we wouldn't have back-to-back, but didn't we burn two on the same drive? Or yeah, they were I think pretty close Panthers to each we other. Did. Yeah, with Panthers was back-to-back, or we yeah. had the timeout, we had the delay of game out of a time. So look, that stuff needs to be cleaned up, and I don't know how we do that. That falls on Nagy, that falls on the coordinators, but it all that shit rolls uphill i think that's a saying i think it was in the bible but (laughs) the book of job speaking of job can i do a sidebar here did you have to catch it any culver's commercials last night no maybe there's a hulu i watch a game burgers i do too but there was a commercial they played a couple of times and it was like the owner of culver's i don't know what his name is randy culver and his daughter and then they had some dude who was there who i think was a farmer and his name was J O A B. Is that Job? What is that name? Joab? Yeah, what Joab. Is I've never I, heard that. No, so I, sorry, this is a total sidebar here, but I was watching the game with Beazle, and she caught that too, and she's like, what the hell was that name? So I just kept saying Joab, Joab all day. So that's funny you said Job. Okay, so anyway. I think with, with, Nagy, you got to put him on the spot and say something's got to change. All right, you tell me what's going to change. It can't be just, oh, the O line needs to be better, or oh, we need to get Cole Komet in there. Like, how are you going to prove that to me? Some something drastically needs to change before we have this horrible stretch of games here. So, yeah, CPAT. So that fourth and one play. I mean, everyone and their brother knew that we were giving the ball to him in that spot, right? And there's a, yes. did you, did you happen to catch the quote from Nagy on the ask yes. him about that? Yes. You want he to, said, you, yeah. He said, our coaching staff and our players felt good about that play. Are you fucking kidding me? That cannot possibly be true. At least from the player's standpoint, the players have to be like, no, no, okay. this doesn't make sense. That would be so my thought. So it's two things. One is your coaching staff is dumb as rocks. They're as dumb as you or two you're so stubborn that they know they can't come to you or they did come to you and you won't listen. So either way, we have a big problem. We have a big problem. So I don't know. It's like one of the, that's the moments. Like, I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. What like literally everybody gets it, but the guy calling the plays. Yes. And so, I mean, I don't know when we're going to get to what Brian Greasy said about, the communication between uh, Bulls and I don't have the exact quote. I don't know if you have it, but basically it was 
I, I don't know if I, I'm interested to know what your take was on how that came about. You know, the idea that Nagy calls plays and Foles knows he's going to get murdered. So he knows it's not going to work. So he changes up the plays. I don't even know what the context was, but did I, did I, did I summarize that for anyone who listens to this and doesn't yeah. listen to a shitload of <laughs> Bears radio? Sports radio. I think, I think so. That was my understanding. Yeah. That Foles. So they'd probably, it was a pre, pre-production meeting that he would have had with Brian Greasy and uh, uh, the entire talent group for Monday Night Football. And, yeah, Foles apparently let him in on – and it's hard to say. Like, Foles totally denies or, – or he says, like, it was totally taken out of context. Right? He, had a, he had a pretty smooth answer for it in terms of – I wasn't trying to rip on any play calls that I'm getting from Matt Nagy or anything. I think it was more like – um, I, I don't know how he justified it exactly, but kind of that he had an idea of what plays may or may not work based off of timing or how much time he's going to have. Either way, it's bad. It's, it's, it's not, it doesn't make anybody look good, and it makes the offense look as incohesive as they do when we're watching during the game. It all kind of makes sense in a way. It does make sense, and it's, it's, Either problem that Foles said that off the record and Brian Greasy's just spilling the beans, which will hurt his credibility down the road. But yeah, I, I think it, it, and I think the way that Foles spun it was, you know, almost like, yeah, we have a back and forth and I tell him what works and what doesn't. But it's also a problem because then that means Nagy has no idea what's going on out there. He has no clue what what is right for this team and just proves further that he does not he's clueless he does not know how to game plan he doesn't know what scheme works based off of our deficiencies on this on this offense so no matter how it's spun it's bad and it just made a shitty night even worse so ah, fuck. <laughs> that was great all right and as as we're on the uh the quarterback topic if you will Let's kick it to Phil in Indiana, the original fan and egg. He has some thoughts on what he would do if he were Matt Nagy. Go ahead, Phil. Boys, I think it's time that Nagy needs to realize that he made a mistake and he pulled the trigger too quick pulling Trubitsky and replacing him with Foles. Foles has been absolutely horrible. Twice this year, he's only had three points on the board going late into the fourth quarter against the Colts, late in the fourth quarter. He only had three points on the board. We got eight points on a garbage time touchdown in that game and a two-point conversion. Then he only managed three points in four quarters against the Rams. And our defense got a seven. It's pretty sad when your defense outscores your offense. We all know that. Trubisky, I think, is the better option than Foles. Foles has been playing like crap. We need to go back to Trubisky, but yet, Nagy refuses. This is just a huge debacle. And I think Foles will cost us a chance to playoffs if we keep starting him. All right. So Phil thinks the time has come for Nagy to rethink who should be the starting quarterback. He thinks Mitch would make more sense at this point now that everybody has seen four games of Nick Foles. What do you think? I don't, I'm not there yet. No, no way. I don't need to see Mitch again. I don't know that it would be any better. Should we Should we throw Mitch in there every once in a while to throw the scent off a little bit? Like, 
a two quarterbacks. I'd rather have him in there at running back over CPAT, right? <laughs> is that a dumb, is that a stupid take? I mean, no, it, mix it, it up. I mean, mix it up a little bit. <laughs> that tells you how stupid it is to have CPAT in, though. Honestly, right? Because right. I had to think about it for a second. Is that a good idea or is that a bad idea? Which to me just means it's a bad idea to have CPAT out there, no matter what. Well, like it's it's. I saw something in in um, I think it's the Chicago Midway newsletter. It's a great sports newsletter that you can subscribe to. It's a shout out to this guy, and he said something like, "Whenever." Inevitably, Matt Nagy is no longer the coach of the Bears. We're we're going to think back to a big fourth and one play where he decided to pitch the ball four yards behind to his kick returner against the Rams on Monday Night Football. And I'm thinking, that's like the second or third time that's happened. <laughs> like, that's what I think of. When you started to say that, I was thinking through the other ones, and I'm like, which one is he going to? Which ones is he going to bring up? So. Exactly. He, he I, I'm not uh, just to clear it up. I'm not saying that Mitch should be our backup running back, but I would say <laughs> right, right. in order it should be Montgomery, then probably Lamar Miller if he can play. Where the hell is he at? Ryan Nall, uh, Artavius Pierce. Pierce, is that right? Yeah, Artavius yeah, let's Pierce. Get him active, and Why then not? I would then I would have J.P. Holtz running the ball. And then I would have Mitch and then Patterson. That would be my depth chart at running back. And then, like it, it. and then I would tell Patterson he can't dress because I have too many running backs. So, because I'm speak, let's stay on Patterson. I'm sick of his shit run, returning kickoffs. I am sick of that fucking shit returning five yards deep and getting to the eighteen. Fucking stop it, man! Just fucking. stop it. Stop I don't. I, I know the Panthers the week before booted everything out of the end zone. I absolutely would not do that. I would kick it to the goal line because he is not a threat at all, at all. He is so frustrating, and I he seems like a funny dude, and I like he's a he's funny online. He's yep. entertaining. That's literally it. He provides no value to me right now. <laughs> I love it. You are. Kicked out at Watt, yeah, and I, I told Pace to cut him so <laughs> that, just to take him away from Nagy. No, it, I think he was, if my math, not a big math guy, I'm pretty sure he was negative 20 yards net last night for, for the Bears because I think he re- did return one to the 30, but the rest were inside the 20. And for an offense that's struggling, when you're taking seven yards off the field, and this is pathetic to say, but when you are taking seven yards out of there for no fucking reason, then you need to take a fucking knee. I am dropping a lot of F-bombs. I apologize. But that, because that is controllable. Like, those are controllable. I, I would call those mistakes. And and it's and it's not on CPAT. Like, he's probably, he probably has the green light. Somebody needs to tell him. We need those seven yards more than we need a 1% chance that you're going to return this all the way. We, You know who the perfect guy is to return kicks is Ted Ginn Jr. He, yes. he won't even sniff the ball. He's yes. He'll run right away from it, and that's what we need at this point because we need all of the fucking yards we can get. We don't need CPAT to struggle to get five extra yards that he could have, t- you know, that he got without just taking a fucking knee and we get it at the 25, so... No more. No more CPAT, Bill. I'm sick of it. I know I'm not the only one. I Stop it, Matt Nagy. Just fucking stop it. 
Just fucking stop it. It should have been stopped a long time ago. That is an experiment that has blown up all the Bunsen burners at Hallis Hall. Somebody tell Matt Nagy. Um, can you guess the three teams that are worse than the Bears in offense year to date? Uh, Jets. Correct. I'm surprised there's three of them. Vikings. Nope. Giants. Yep. One more. Who else is terrible? Um, Same division. Oh, Redskins. Yes. Whoops. Whoops. Washington team. I'm canceled. (laughs) Yes. Those are the three teams. So you're five and two. And those are your peers on offense. This is a Matt Nagy problem, right? And it's yeah. and it may be a personnel problem. It's not Matt Nagy doesn't draft the players, right? The offensive line in particular, as far as we know. Um, and But you can't change that this year. You can't just get a whole new fucking offensive roster. So Matt Nagy needs to change. That is what you were saying. Something has to change. And we don't know what it is. And apparently, unfortunately... Neither does Matt Nagy. Well, you know what a you know what a good coach is going to do is their offensive line is dog shit, and they you know you know you need to throw as many blockers as possible. I I I know JP Holtz is your click to pick last week. I mean that's a dude. Whoops. He's not the be all end all, but I know they throw him in at fullback here and there. Just give that a shot. Do something different. Try to get Montgomery the ball more. I mean you're so he's so fucking predictable with his offense. He's He's doing the same thing. He's doing the same thing. He's running his offense like he has all pros everywhere, and he's not changing up a damn thing, and he's making it really easy on the defense to figure it out. If I can sit on my ass and have my fifth hams, and I know exactly what they're running on fourth and one from from the suburbs of Chicago, you got a problem, Matt Nagy. That's totally meathead Randy from Cicero right there, but I'm not saying I could call it better, but I can tell that he's not doing, he's not changing anything. It's like coming out of halftime too. You're like, okay, did they make adjustments? Nope. Same old shit. Let's throw, let's throw, you know, throw a ball high to Mooney, uh, on a five yard curl route. I mean, let's try to jam it into Demetrius Harris and hope that his hands aren't made of fucking stone one time. I mean, what are we doing here? What are we doing? It's like with Komet, it's like the minute the minute he's actually gets going, it's like, yeah, buddy, why don't you sit out for a while? And Nagy's saying he needs to play more. Are you kidding me? Who makes who makes those decisions, man? That's what I Ted Phillips should be on his knees in in Matt Nagy's office saying, please, please let yourself off the hook. You can make the decisions. I don't know what that means. I don't know where I was going. I was too distracted by the mental image of Ted Phillips being on his knees in an office. So, uh, but why, I mean, what, what do you mean, man? He needs to play more. Then Does fucking it, play him. Then fucking play, play him. him. I, right. I literally don't understand that answer. I know. I know. And this isn't the first time he said it. No, it's not no. like he was like, well, what they were showing us, he, we couldn't get him in, in these spots. It was like, ah, I blew it again, guys. I blew it again. This has never happened to me before. I've never been part of anything like this. We need to run the ball more. It's like, yeah, we ranted about it last year. It's the same shit, you know, coming up again. Uh, before we talk about where the Bears stand as a 5-2 and two team in the NFC, I assume, now that we've talked about special teams, offense, we should probably talk about the defense for a minute. 
What? How do you feel overall about their performance? It's a tough task every week for them. It's hard to grade them unless you're grading them on a curve a little bit, right? But but in general, how do you, how do you feel the defense looked last night? I thought they were I thought they were bad. I thought they were very sloppy. And they were playing with you know it's not their fault that the, the Rams. I almost called them the Lions. Jesus Christ! The Rams had amazing field position every single every single series. So that's that's hard to you know your backs to the wall almost immediately. Akeem Hicks was awful last night. Four penalties on him, and I know I think only one of them was accepted, and some you know the the roughing the passer was questionable. But goddamn, he he was bad last night. The whole defense, sloppy. the so tackling, sloppy. the yeah. tackling seemed bad. We had the the defense had their first three and out late in the fourth quarter last night. Hmm. That never happens to them. That that was surprising. And, and how were you? Are you one of the people that's really upset with Gibson that he slapped that ball away as opposed to picking it off? I think was that right before halftime. Where yeah, do you stand? I, I mean, I would have, of course, that's what I would have loved to have seen. I can't. I I played like lightweight football, so I can't <laughs> like I can't rip on a guy for that. Yes, like from Randy and Cicero point of view, <laughs> use your fucking hands. You have like two or three picks this year. Obviously, you can catch the ball. I can't kill him for that. I can't. I couldn't believe that Sean McVay gave the Bears defense the opportunity to get turnovers. Like that to me, that that was more noticeable. What about you? Were you were you pissed off at Gibson today? I was. I I didn't even give it another thought. I mean, yes, he could have picked it off, but I, you could see that he clearly thought the receiver was closer to him than than he actually was. So he just sort of misjudged it, and it, is, it was what it, you know. It is what it is. But I heard that multiple times on the radio. People were very upset with him. It's like. This is no. just bad stuff where we're at if we're, you know, focusing in on that one particular thing that the defense didn't do. And this is this is the story of our lives, right? Like, oh, the story defense didn't. Of my life, I'll take hey, it hey, home. Oh, hey, oh, hey. So I don't know. The... <laughs> that, was, that was great. That We've was... been singing a lot on here lately. I feel like we were in a good run early on. We'll see. We'll see what we got cooking. Yes. It's all of the it's only professional the first work. Segment. <laughs> yeah, only the first segment. The night is young, my friend. So I don't know. The defense is sloppy as shit. The tackling was bad. What did the the Rams had 161 yards on uh, rushing, which that can't happen with our defense. Jared Goff, he stinks. He doesn't look great, but no, he, he didn't. He he didn't seem like he was uh, too too stressed out last night, like he has been the last few times we've played him. So. Uh, I don't know. What was your what's your overall grade on the Bears defense? Uh, the grade was I hated them. I was so frustrated <laughs> at them because I felt like it seemed clear that Mac his back was hurting him. He couldn't he, he didn't play his usual snaps. Robert Quinn got completely outplayed by Leonard Floyd, which is a total meatball take. I I fully acknowledge, okay, but just to see it the same game is like, god damn it! Like, where where was that Leonard Floyd when he was with the Bears? Whatever, I, I, that's too meatbally. I apologize, but no, just a job. The, the sloppiness was annoying. Roquan, he's had a great year. He had a horrible day tackling. Uh, I'm 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 blanking on some other stuff. Yeah, Hicks Hicks was sloppy, and it's like. And I know he's like laughing off some of this stuff as either they're bad flags or, yeah, I'm too aggressive. And I would rather have flags out of aggression 
than anything, but there's just too many fucking flags, which is a problem. But the bigger problem is there's such a, a fine line where they just cannot, they have to play almost perfect for us to win games. And that's not the defense's fault, but that was, that to me was the worst I have seen the defense play all year. I'm guessing based off of these responses from you and I, that we're going to go with the fans and eggs vote of zero Cornish hen player of the week awardees. Is that accurate? Because we heard a lot of that. We did get one nominee and that was Eddie Jackson, but everybody else said, no, nobody deserves it. Nobody deserves it. I'm going to put it in your lap. Does Eddie Jackson get it? Or is it like the skins game? (laughs) And we, (laughs) and we move it to next week for a double hen. Well, can I have my own vote? Can I vote for someone sure. else? Sure. Um, I will say that in a second. But what, what would you, what was your thought when Eddie Jackson went down? I oh, I think God. I almost gave I almost gave up on the night right there. I was like, if he's seriously hurt, I'm just going to shut it down. I need to go to bed. But thank God we dodged a bullet oh. there. I was terrified. Yeah, non-contact injury. I was texting with Phil senior and uh and i and he texted me like just the word eddie and i thought this can't be good and then when he came back relatively quickly i thought about prince of makamura and i thought (laughs) is eddie is eddie jackson the new prince is he just the get down and and you know get a free time out guy eddie don't don't have it be eddie that that should be buster screen or scrying i always yeah that's right that's right don't be eddie uh, yeah. All right. I, the golden cock. I would, uh, I, can I go with Santos? He, yes. Okay. He I'm cool just, with he, it. Yeah. He just was, he was fine. He just like, I, I finally feel like I've come around and he's automatic. There, there are no doubters that he's kicking right now. So he was the only person out there that I was confident in last night. Santos. Okay. <laughs> Which is hilarious that. 2020 we trust a kicker over anybody else that is that's that's great stuff and or, yeah that's fine because he did deserve it during bucks week and he didn't get it so this one's for grease tank grease tank Santos. that's right yeah yeah all grease tank um yeah what else do we want to cover i got i got some random stats for you i went down a wormhole today if you want to get to that but, but yeah anything else throw, you got on rams no, game throw nothing more on the rams game throw that out and then we'll just recap where the bears stand in the nfc prior to exiting okay. the segment go ahead all right so i was going down a uh a, a rabbit hole today of just just trying to think of I I was in the mindset of have we ever had a top ten quarterback in the league ever? Mm, I and don't our, know who like and, and Jim I, McMahon's competition okay, was. Like I did look I it up. Know. I did look it up, but then I was thinking through every single team, and I could like name a quarterback in a particular mm. time who was like a top ten quarterback. And literally every team the only one that i just in my mind that i thought would be close would be like the bucks tampa bay buccaneers but they have brady this year so it, that's written out a top 10 quarterback okay i see so here's saying. what i here's what i did i went through every year of the super bowl era since the super bowl started cuz i know we had good quarterbacks back in the day who you know threw like five passes and were all pros yeah. died so, 80 years ago so I went through each year to see if we had a top 10 quarterback based off of quarterback rating. I know that's not a great measurement, but 
sue me. I don't care. I don't. How else am I going to judge it going way back? And when you and when I was looking through the names, I was like, okay, these feel like the top ten. You know, your Favs and your, you know, your Rogers. And I don't know why I just named two Packers because that's because I'm a tortured Bears Ugh. fan. But but you know what I mean. Like it was Marino, Elway, all those guys were at the top. So running through it. So what was the first Super Bowl? It was 1966, I believe, something like that. So here it is. Here's every year the Bears have had a top 10 quarterback. The first one, 1982. Jim McMahon was number eight. Next one, 1985. McMahon was seven. 1987, McMahon was number seven. So we had nothing in the 60s and 70s. <laughs> legitimately, we were like at the bottom of the list in quarterbacks. Oh. So immediately we we're like... It was terrible. So that was, we had three years where McMahon in the 80s was in the, t- in the top 10. 1990, Jim Harbaugh barely made it. He was at number nine. That was surprising. Quarterback rating, I'm like, all right, I'm not sure about this. 1995 was Eric Kramer, who was number yeah. four. Good year. Great year. Number one was Jim Harbaugh with the Colts. Oh, God. <laughs> He had 17 touchdowns that year, and Favre had 38 that year. So, like I said, yeah, maybe yeah. not the best gauge, but it yeah. is what it is. And then then this is kind of an extra one. 2013, uh, Josh McCown was number three, but he only played eight games. So I feel like that doesn't count, right? We can't count that, yeah. So since 1966, we've had a quarterback based off a of quarterback rating in – one, two, three, four, five. If we're counting McCown, six years, but really five years, we've had a top 10 quarterback. And each year was barely, we barely made it. I mean, we're the, I, I know there was, what was their article this year? Is it the worst quarter, franchise of quarterbacks ever? Yes. We were by far the, the worst. Yes. I know it's not even close. It's not even close. Why is this happening, Bill? Why does this continue to happen? Is it? Do we blame the McCaskies? I mean, where, how how is that possible? How do we not just fall into a a good quarterback for like five years? How I don't I, yeah I don't know the answer. Uh, there's two things that come to mind though. One, I'm thinking voodoo. So stay tuned for fans and eggs later. There has to be some type of curse. Because this is Chicago, and Cubs fans believed in, like, a goat or something for a while. So maybe it's that. Uh, two, this is another reminder that if I'm Ted Phillips, I get on my knees each and every night. And you fill in the blank, I guess, because I didn't really finish that thought ever. No, it's pathetic. And it also, another as you're railing through that, I thought to myself, had we drafted Patrick Mahomes, we probably still would not have a top 10 year. We'd find a way to fuck it up. That was my I, thought. I totally agree. Watson, I think, was our best shot. But if we drafted Mahomes, we would have ruined him immediately. He'd be he'd be on the bench right now. It would, nothing would change. We'd have Nick Foles as our quarterback, and we'd be talking about why didn't we draft Watson. Mitch, who knows? That guy yeah, who would knows? probably be out of the league anyway. But – I, this is, I, you know, we mentioned t- Ted Phillips, and that wasn't unintentional today because at some point we got to say, all right, who's the guy hiring the guy? Who's hiring the guy, right? <laughs> so how many how many GMs has Ted Phillips hired at this point? Oh, too many. I mean, I, it's, yeah, Angelo, 
uh, the big eared bastard and Ryan Pace. Emery, yeah, at least three. And, and before then, the only reason that there wasn't, I, I'm not counting anything before Angelo, is because technically there was not a GM. That was yeah. like the the uh, the Mark Hatley years, just, you know, head of pro personnel. So too many. Too, too many. many. So at what point do we start? I don't know. Are we allowed to be mad at the McCaskies or Ted? Phil- like always. I, I always. know. And this is such a meathead thing to even bring up when we're five and two, but this is something I was stewing on today. And I was like, have we ever had, we, I mean, Eric Kramer was the closest we came and he was okay. I'm not sure if you've said like, give me the top 10 quarterbacks in 1995. And people are immediately be like, Oh, Eric Kramer's top five. Right. I'm not sure people will do that. I didn't even remember it. I mean, I I was a teenager, and I even I was like, oh, okay, yeah, that's that sounds about right. But I wasn't like immediately off the top of my head, like, oh, he's been one of the best Bears quarterbacks of all time. It's just pathetic, just pathetic. It is pathetic. Uh, what is not pathetic, unfortunately, this year is the NFC. And if you recall, there's going to be three wild card spots this year to go with the four division winners. Not two, but three. So the Bears falling to five and two puts them still in the mix, of course, but they would lose a tiebreaker to the Rams right now, also at five and two, because the first tiebreaker is head to head. The Cardinals are also five and two. So there there's your three wild cards right now. All five and two. And just behind them, the Saints, four and two. Huge game this week. We'll get into that in the next segment. 49ers are four and three, and the Lions are three and three. Let's not even talk about the Lions. But um Bottom line, huge game this weekend. This is a week-to-week league. Thank God the Bears can change all of our hearts and minds next week. But one thing that will be the same, unfortunately, I think, the offense is broken. But let's win next week, man. And let's, let's get into it. Let's get into some Saints talk next segment. And you mentioned something earlier that we sang a lot or we used to sing a lot, and we haven't recently. What you don't know, Dan, is you used an incredible word during this segment that goes with a new song that started off the show that you have not heard yet. So when you when you listen back, you're going to be like, that's really interesting that I used that word. That's just a little bit of a teaser to Dan Doinks. You already heard it at home. You know the word I'm talking about. We love you. This has been Bears Rams Review. Get this out of our system. Fuck you, Ted Phillips. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back. 
zero doinks. Now we're now it's time for my favorite segment because I get to kick back, kick up my feet, and listen to Dan Doinks walk us through enemy lines across enemy lines this week. It is the Saints. We played them last year, but I bet Dan has some fresh stuff for us all. Dan, take it away, buddy. Oh, thanks, buddy. We have so much confidence going into this week. So much. Oh, our offense is going to be clicking. Oh, they're going to be sucking and fucking that Saints defense. Whoops, that sounded weird. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Saints are 16 and 15 all time against the Bears. So that win last year put them over the top on our beloved Bears. We're currently on a five game losing streak to the Saints. Holy shit, that's not good. Streaks are meant to be broken. So obviously last game uh, was last year, October 20th. We lost 36-25. It wasn't even that close. It never felt that close. Uh, Mitch threw 54 passes, which is fun. He had 251 yards, two touchdowns, and no interceptions. Like, not a horrible stat line, but that was a lot of garbage time stuff, right? We did manage we did manage to run the ball seven times though as a team. So was that when Nagy said I'm not an idiot? I think that was was it after that game? It was definitely around that time. Uh Tariq Cohen led the team with three of those rushes for ten yards. That's neat. Bridgewater had two hundred and eighty one passing yards, two touchdowns. Michael Thomas, is he back this week? Un- mm, un- unknown? Doubtful. I I don't think he will be. Doubtful. Okay, I may you be know. proven. I may be. Pro- he is not doubtful. It's doubtful that he's coming back. I don't know that that's his status. So okay. watch me be proven wrong immediately. Oh, okay, fair enough. Um, you see, he had 131 rushing, rush no receiving yards. I don't know. He could have had rushing yards on us too. Taysom Hill had two rushes for 21 yards, one catch for four yards. You got nothing to worry about, Bill. I know you're real nervous. I am about, about am. the about the Mormon masher. Did I just make a nickname up for him? He sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Only good highlight of that game was Patterson returning a kick. That was pretty awesome. I feel like what made it awesome was the camera work. They had one of those, like, that was it. Hey, hey, how about you uh, uh, do that, Patterson, and nothing else. Stay out of my offense. That's all I got for that game. We all remember that. Who gives a shit? Uh, so I was trying to figure out a, a game to go back to that maybe I didn't last year. I don't remember. Didn't save any of my notes. I should have listened to the last episode when we played the Saints. So I went to the last time we played the New Orleans Saints during a presidential election year, Bill. How about okay. that? Okay. Creativity. December 11th, 2008. I think this was actually the last time we beat him as well, now that I think about it. We won 27-24 in overtime at home. Both teams were 7-6 and six going into the game. Robbie Gold hit a 35-yard field goal in overtime to win it. We got down close because of a pass interference call on Devin Hester. <laughs> Just cracks me up that Devin Hester was a wide receiver. <laughs> That should have so never stupid. happened. So uh, stupid. Daniel Manning returned the opening kickoff for 83 yards. That's fun. It, it said he returned the opening kickoff 83 yards for a touchdown. Why was that kick so short? Horrible kick, yeah. What the hell? Yeah. Is that like a squib gone wrong? Must have been. I don't remember that. But uh, Pierre Thomas, your boy, he had a 42-yard yes. touchdown run. 
I can't not think of you every time I hear his name. Thank is you. that is that good? Is that a compliment? I don't know. Yes, I accept it. I can't. I cannot not think of Pierre Thomas when I think about the Saints. Okay, fair enough. That's we're all on the same page there. All right, listen to these stat lines. Drew Brees threw for 232 yards passing, two touchdowns, but he did have two interceptions. Kyle Orton had 172 passing yards, no touchdowns, two interceptions. If I read you those stat lines, who do you think, what would be your guess of who won the game? Saints won by 28. Yes, exactly. So how did that work? And Matt Forte led the team with 34 yards rushing. Yes. (laughs) Lovey ball. Some things never change, never change. So that's all I got. Any feelings on those two games? Nope. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Sounds good, buddy. All right, let's go to the coaches here. The Saints website, best one I've seen yet. Laid out perfectly, broken out offense, defense, special teams. (laughs) So thank you, Saints. Thank you so much for getting it right. It was very easy to follow. Okay, head coach Sean Payton, maybe you've heard of him. Eastern Illinois grad. He's been the coach of the Saints since 2006. He's 135-79 all time. You like Sean Payton? I feel like people are shitting on him lately. I'm neutral on him. Like I, I would be above neutral if he didn't use Taysom Hill the way that he did. Okay. I, I, I feel like I used to work with a guy who hated him with an absolute passion and I never understood why. That's weird. He's, this guy's a Lions fan. Also weird. Yeah, he's from Detroit. So. Oh, okay. Sorry about that, buddy. Bet-ay. But I never understood why he hated him with a passion. Is it the Bounty Gate thing? Are people upset about that still? Get over it. Get over it. Uh, so on Wikipedia, this is a uh, weird line. When he was suspended for... For uh, Bounty Gate, he coached his son's sixth grade football team in Argyle, Texas. And here's the line from, oh, so this is under coaching career. So this is a blurb under his coaching experience was him coaching his son's sixth grade uh, football team. Okay. It says, here's the line. Peyton used a simplified version of the Saints playbook and the team went unbeaten until losing near the end of the regular season to a team that ran the single wing, which what? his team was unable to stop. Then it goes on to say he tried to get video of the other team from their some of their other games, and they eventually lost that team again in the playoffs. Who wrote, th- who wrote that? It had to have been I... the opposing coach, right? Yes, and here there's a clue, Matt Nagy, how you end this five-game losing streak. <laughs> The single wing. I don't know which was – it was just a strange blurb, and I don't know how it hasn't been removed because clearly Sean Payton had no control over that, nor does he know it's in there because a simplified version of the Saints playbook for sixth grade, I mean, it's just football plays. Yeah. It's not Jeff, like – yeah. Well, what, do you have Marquise Colston as your, <laughs> as your wide receiver? Yeah, right. right. I don't know. That was very strange. Wikipedia is – a weird world, though. Weird world, and I love, love it. it. Yeah. A lot of their coaches are carryovers from last year, so I probably am going to be a little repetitive on some of these, but I'll keep them brief. Their offensive coordinator is Pete Carmichael Jr. He's been their OC since 09. His dad, who passed in 2016, 
was the Bears' offensive assistant from 2001-2003. Did you know him? I did. Super nice guy. Loved him. R.I.P. P.D. Carmichael Sr. Uh, Tight end coach is Dan Campbell. He is listed as an assistant head coach. He was an interim Dolphins head coach in 2015. Uh, But the offensive assistant is Kevin Petrie. He's listed as the assistant to the head coach. So Campbell is the assistant head coach. Kevin Petrie is the assistant to the head coach. Is that like uh, off the office when it's like assistant to the regional manager? Is it one of those? Is Kevin Petrie the Dwight Schrute of the Saints coaching staff? It's possible. And are we sure that his last name is not pronounced Petrie like the Petrie? Oh, maybe. I don't know. P-E-T-R-Y? Oh, it's got to be Petrie. Yeah. I, I don't no know. Idea. I have no idea either. If, if anybody listens to this, they know I'm not good with names, so I would I would never dispute that. Okay, senior offensive assistant. Just weird that they have guys listed as offensive assistants. Is that a thing? I don't think I've noticed that before. Mm, didn't we have like one of the Childress kids? Or I think we still yeah. do actually. One of the Childresses is still bouncing around. The one that looks like a serial killer. Okay. <laughs> But like, what is their role? Do they just like bounce between meeting rooms and they'll they'll like go out in the tight end room? And they're like, "Hey, you get out of here! You have you have no no job here. Get out! We don't need anything." Except order me some Domino's. <laughs> Ooh, you a Domino's guy? How do you feel I about like Domino's? Domino's. I, I do. do. I, I'm a fan. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not as much as Rick Fieldsman, I think. But okay, I I could. Can you polish like a whole? pizza like the super thin yeah oh yeah oh my god yeah it's not even yeah that pizza doesn't stand a chance against me what about uh little caesars when's the last time you've had little caesars i'm a big uh crazy bread guy huge fan of that lots of garlic lots of butter uh the pizza i've i mean it's been a while there is one not too far from my house the pizza to me always seemed a little bit undercooked a bit rubbery just like vic fangio's face they always um, I feel like every kid's birthday party I've been to is Little Caesars. I don't think I've ever had it anywhere else. Do they serve pizza to non-birthday party people? Probably not, right? Okay. It's just like the cheapest thing. Here's six dollars a bag. It's a bag of garlic sticks and some rubbery pizza. Pizza, pizza. I do like. Yeah, I like that guy. Yeah, that is weird little outfit though. A, yeah, he's yeah. like a uh, like a Greek guy. I always kind of feel like if you if like if you zoomed in on that logo though, you could see that guy's dick. Probably the pizza pizza guy, right? Like it seemed, yeah. it's real high on the thighs. I think his outfit. You definitely can see his penis, penis for sure. All right, senior offensive assistant is Curtis. <laughs> That was so stupid. I don't know why I I'm laughing. It. It was great. Penis, penis. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Rain it in, Dan. I want to wrap my mouth around that guy's crazy bread. It's so garlicky. <laughs> All right. Speaking of penises, a senior offensive assistant, Curtis... Pizza Pizza Johnson, he was the Bears wide receiver coach in 2016. 
Uh, do you remember him, Curtis Johnson? No. Yeah, he was all right. He was the head coach at Tulane before that. Uh, he's been with the Saints since 2017. He has six children. Why? Hard stop. <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. All right, wide receiver coach. You probably remember this, Ronald Curry. He was a All American oh. basketball football player going to UNC. Played with the Raiders for about six years. Uh, he has four children. <laughs> okay, let's okay. move it on here. Uh, quarterback coach Joe Lombardi, grandson mm-hmm. of Vince. He was the Lions OC from 2014 to 2015. Do you remember that? I don't. I don't remember him being the OC with the Lions. No, me neither. Um, so he's been the Saints QB coach since 2016. He has six children. <laughs> okay, congratulations on the sex. They are very loose down there, huh? Yeah. Just all of that little Caesar's penis penis just flying everywhere. Oh, boy. Garlic. All right, that's, I think that's enough kid talk. Uh, O-line coach is Dan Rauscher. He bounced between Northern Illinois and U of I from 95 to 2004. He was like at Illinois, then went to Northern, then came back to Illinois. Well, uh, during his time at Illinois, he was the co- quarterback coach, and then at one time he was the offensive tackle tight end coach. Then he was the running back coach. He was the offensive coordinator and running back coach, I think, right at the end there. Wow. I feel Don't bad. Know this guy. Rauscher, no, I feel Rauscher. real bad. Okay. Yeah, he's one of those guys. It's always shocking when you look these guys up on Wikipedia and they've been like, they've had like a million jobs. <laughs> and I don't think he has any family. He's just been moving around the country, going to the, taking these shitty jobs. But he's been the uh, O-line coach with the Saints since 2016. I'm sure he's had a ton of sex, but I don't know how many children he has, if he has any at all. Yeah, who um, needs your own children when you can borrow one of Ronald Curry's on a trip to the Kelb? Yeah, that's, that's right. <laughs> All right, uh, defensive coordinator is Dennis Allen. Uh, when you when I put his name into Wikipedia, uh, there's a bunch of Dennis Allens that came up, and the first one listed was a Dennis Allen who was an Australian dr- uh, drug dealer. Hmm. Uh, apparently, he was a part of a uh, well-known Australian mob family. Like his mom ran a brothel and had a bunch of like shithead kids who just murdered a bunch of people Ooh. in the name of drugs. Yeah. Sounds like, is that a song in the name of drugs? <laughs> in the, in the name, name of drugs. So Dennis Allen. Um, so this Dennis Allen, he was a head Raiders head coach from 20, uh, 2012 to part of 2014. He was fired after four games. His record with the Raiders was eight and twenty-eight, so Whoops. shouldn't do that again. Uh, and then he's been the Saints defensive coordinator since twenty fifteen. That's all I got on the coaches, Bill. So a lot of uh, a lot of children, a lot of children. Yeah, a lot of children, which is a problem for the Saints uh, franchise. When you look at that SI article from June or whatever, did I just spoil something for you? No, great segue. Let's talk about the ownership. Gail Benson, big supporter of the Catholic Church down there, and I guess they've thrown a bunch of money and some legal help uh, to defending the Catholic Church against some diddling and fiddling that the priests have been doing. Not a great look. Not a great look at all. Uh, but she, uh, well, getting off of that, she's the, owns Excuse the Pelican, oh, whoops, 
she's worth $3.3 billion. How about that? Too much money. Too, way too much money. She owns the Pelicans as well. Um, so be, the Catholic thing, you're not really supposed to get divorced, right? If you're Catholic. It's true. Right? I think I'm, it's in the book of Job. Joe, J-O-A-B. She's been married. She was married three times. Her second husband's name, Thomas T-Bird Bird. Wow. How awesome is that? I'd love to know a guy named T-Bird. Yeah. But they just jammed his, they like, Thomas T-Bird Bird is too much. Just it's, pick one. It's too many birds. It's like a, uh, you know, it's a lot of beak. Yeah. It's t- <laughs> wet the beak. Wet the beak, says Gail. Uh, speaking of wet the beak, that's how she got all her money is she married Tom Benson, which I believe we discussed this last year. He's still listed as an owner on their website. He's been dead since 2018, so not a whole lot of ownership duties there. Still making he, better decisions than Ted Phillips, though. Uh, big time, big time. Well, I guess he was, uh, ooh, speaking of dead guys. He was a car dealership guy. That's how he got started, like Bob Rorman, RIP. There's only none Bob Rorman. That crushed me when he said that. <laughs> uh, so he made his money with uh, car dealerships, and he owned some banks. I don't know who gives a shit. There's also a story out there that Gail and Tom squeezed out kids from his previous marriage, like basically gave them nothing when he died. Oh, boy. How awful is that? I think they were... They were somehow involved with the Pelicans, and he died, and they're like, yeah, you're gone. See ya. You're poor. You're poor now. Yikes. They that didn't even leave awful. him an umbrella? <laughs> I think that was actually, now that I think about it, that was the start of Shit's Creek, if you're familiar with that show. I am. Love that show. Good show. That's pretty much what it is, right? They were real yes. rich, and then you, you're yep. poor. Go live in a motel. Maybe that was created after the Pens- Penson? Benson family. I think he had Penn State on the mind because you're thinking of oh. issues with well, diddling. Oh, well, let's we'll get there. Hold on. Oh. Hold your horses. Oh. All right. General manager is Mickey Loomis. He was the, he's been the GM since 2013. He was also the executive vice president of basketball operations for the Pelicans from 2012 to 2019. Why? Why was he doing what? both of those jobs? What? Yeah. Yeah. Shut Simultaneously up. doing both jobs. Why? Stop it. Just stop it. Zion's uh, going to be fat. <laughs> already there. Uh, Loomis was somehow a part of Bounty Gate, and he kept it going after Benson told him to stop. I think he had to. Mm. I think he had to stop. Or maybe he got suspended. I don't know. He also had an issue where he was recording coaches on the sidelines or something. He he's, he seems like a shady fuck. Nice. Mickey Loomis also sounds like a like an old timey gangster, like Boardwalk Empire, right? Oh yeah. Did we make this well, joke last year? I feel like I don't remember. I don't, I don't remember. Okay. But I think we need we need Brother Dave to clarify some of the stuff. He was there for some of the dirt. So Brother Dave, you might have started Bounty Gate. Let us know. I feel like we've tried to press Dave on what he knows, and he's sworn to secrecy. So, come on, Dave, open up a little bit, baby. Open up that Spread dress. Him. Open up that dress shirt a little bit, baby. Let's get loose. All right. Uh, general counsel 
the in-house attorney is Vicki Newmeyer. I only recognize that name from that terrible article. She's very instrumental mm-hmm. in helping the Catholic Church hide the diddling and fiddling. So she sucks. Uh, so speaking of diddling and fiddling, there's a scout on the team, John Sandusky. Mm, that's now, right. Does that ring a bell? Yes, we did. We did touch on that wrong phrase to use there uh, last year. That's right. Yeah. Son? Brother? Son. No. Son. Oh, it is a son. Oh. Yeah. I know on his Wikipedia page, it mentions he got like busted for a DUI. I'm like. Man, how could you not just drink nonstop if you're yeah. one of the Sandusky kids? I, I feel for that guy. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. That is, there is some level of oddity, though. The fact that that is the one franchise involved with diddling and fiddling issues. That's kind of, yep. it's kind of weird. Kind of weird. Not a good look. Not a good look. That's all I got on the staff front office players there's one Illini player he was on the team last year mm. you want to take it take a stab ah, defensive back yeah second time I forgot it's not Tavon Wilson right no it's uh I don't know you're gonna say it and I'm gonna know it go ahead Justin Hardy ah yes he's a Hardy brother is he um of the Hardy's family the restaurant like, <laughs> not enough ease in his name I don't think I have two E's. Is it two oh, E's and Hardy's? Yeah. Yeah. Does he have enough E's though? Is Hardy still around or is it Carl's Jr.? Was that that was a thing for a while, right? It was. And I yeah, I've often gotten the two confused. And I've also I don't think I've ever stepped foot in either, and I definitely would not during a pandemic. Yeah, that's that would not be a good idea at all. But uh well, he's got to be rich with all that Hardee's money, so good for him. No gophers on this team. Good. So we're in trouble. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah. I don't know. Did I just shit on my own team? We'll uh-huh. maybe get to that later. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's all I got, Bill, for Saints this week. Like I said at the start of this, we are riding with so much confidence going into this week. I don't know how we'll lose. I don't know, but maybe we'll find out more in Ham's Epon perfect segue you're about to hear next segment hams and bread we're going to give you all of the hot 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 picks thank you dan for walking us through the streets of new orleans once again you're welcome buddy penis penis hams and bread hams and bread hams and bread hams and bread zero dykes yes yes zero dykes yes zero dykes push the ball Push the ball. Hams and bread. Go! Yes! Go! Kick it in! Hams and bread. Let's go! Welcome back. Zero Doinks, America's favorite gambling segment where you can win all of the monies. Thank you so much, Tally Site, for sponsoring this segment. We appreciate it. Thank you, Hams. Thank you, Anchor. Thank you, all sorts of other people that sponsor the show. We'll get to you later during different segments. Dan, Bears Saints. We just came out of the segment where you walked us through the streets of New Orleans. What does Vegas think about this weekend's game, buddy? Oh, I'm going to tell you. Let's let's make some bread, baby. Let's carb load right now, motherfuckers. All right, Bears. That was harsh. Bears are plus four this weekend at home. 
four-point dogs. Over-under is 45-and-a-half. Bears against the spread are four and three now this year. Okay. Over is two and five. Ooh, big under team. Saints are two and four against the spread this year. The over for the Saints, undefeated. Six and oh for the Saints on the over. What do we do here, buddy? What do you like? Who do you like? The plus four? You like the over-under? What do you like? So anybody that's listened to this show before, I feel like I'm a broken record, but I'm not a big play the points guy. I am a big ride that money line. And the question usually is, am I, am I on the dog? Am I riding that dog? Am I putting a saddle on that German shepherd and taking him around the block? Or am I jumping on that favorite and just hoping that I can turn $10 into $5? Well, Dan, I'm here to tell you that... The Rams inspired me this past weekend. I watched the Rams get their asses kicked on Sunday Night Football against the 49ers, and they look like a franchise that should be demoted to the Big Ten, specifically probably to Champaign or Minneapolis. Minneapolis? Minneapolis? So we watched our Bears look hopefully as bad as they will all year in front of a national audience. This is a big bounce back week, buddy. I'm taking the money line. I don't think the Saints are that great. Bears, I would I'd sprinkle a tiny bit on plus four just to feel like I want just a little bonus. But I'm going money line. Uh Saints, so Saints are they they've gone over every weekend. That's not gonna happen this week. Like there's no way the Bears are gonna help them go over this week. So I'd I'd bang that under if you're gonna throw some numbers at me. How about you, bud? Which way you lean in? I do like the under. Yeah, I like the under a lot. I think the Bears' defense is going to be back. I don't feel as confident as you. You're confident every week, and I, I love you for it, Bill. I don't feel as confident, but I will take the points. I'll take the plus four at home. Why not? It's a weird number. I don't I wouldn't, I wouldn't. don't feel good about it either way, but just give me the points. Just give me the points. I'm not doing money line. not confident the Bears will win, but I do like the under. Another play that I like this week is any prop bet player prop on Taysom Hill just take the under I don't care what it is (laughs) just take the under I don't care if it's under zero receiving yards just take the under I don't know how that works he's probably gonna have the negative he stinks take the under that's my play have you seen props out there for Taysom Hill or is this just a general a general rule of thumb I've never looked to be honest but I'm gonna check it out this week and you can guarantee if they're out there on DraftKings or FanDuel I'm taking the under I don't care what it is I do not care he stinks you do not need are you still worried about him yeah i am i i think we've you specifically but i have not been kind to him either i feel like hell is coming to breakfast based off of your mouth your dirty dirty mouth you're a bad boy dan you're a bad boy i i'm not scared fuck that guy he stinks he stinks the mormon masher not scared of him you know uh, who doesn't stink dan yeah who Rick Fieldsman. Oh, he smells terrible. That's not true at all, and you know it. <laughs> He's got three hot, hot picks. He is coming off a 1-1-1 one, one, one weekend. Almost impossible, but he did it. If anybody can do it, it's Rick Fieldsman. He can... He'll break you even, and then he'll break you off a piece of one of those mice in his side yard in East Chicago, Indiana. That is probably under full quarantine, thanks to Mike. Thanks to Mike Pence, what? And his staff, huh? Mike Pence's staff? No. Let's segue to Rick Fieldsman. 
Come on, Rick. Hams and spreads. Give it to us, buddy. Hi, this is Rick Fieldsman. Hams and spreads. Hams and spreads. Rick Fieldsman. Hams, 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 and hams and spreads. Rick Fieldsman. Hams and spreads. Hams and spreads. Rick Fieldsman. Hams and spreads. Our buddy Rick Fieldsman. Hams and spreads. Hams and spreads. Hams and spreads. Hams and spreads. Rick Fieldsman. Rick Fieldsman. Rick Fieldsman. Rick Fieldsman. My dad. Hams and Spreads, featuring me, Rick Fieldsman. All right, doinkers, we are back. What an incredible weekend. Started off super hot, hanging out with the doinks. Boys, you know I love that. We went one one and one. That's what I call the old Rosie Perez in White Men Can't Jump. Sometimes when you lose, you really win. Sometimes when you win, you really lose. Sometimes you tie when you really should win or lose. One, one, and one. That's what we did. And we are going to come in so hot to this week. I got the hottest picks for you guys. This is a fantastic gambling weekend. It's what I like to call end of October, beginning of November weekend. This is where all the bookies are out trick-or-treating so they didn't look closely at the lines. So you got to come to the expert to decode all of that. And that's why I'm bringing you the hot, hot picks. The hottest picks coming right for you. That's why you stick around for it. Here we go. First pick. Hams and spreads. Pick one. All right. We are going to start off with a little bit of the Premier League. That's right, soccer, everybody. Oh, my Twitter feed was blown up. Rick, finally, you're giving us the hottest picks in soccer. We love it, and you're welcome. Uh, little side note, don't bet the over-under on yellow cards, especially when that under is .5. Yeah, the odds might be plus 2,500. Turns out it's a little bit tough to do. Learned my lesson the hard way on that one. That's all right. We're going to this game. We're going Liverpool versus West Ham. This game is played Saturday at 12.30 p.m. Oh, I was eyeing up this Liverpool team. There is a player. His name is Diogo Jota. If he scores, it's plus 125. I absolutely love Diogo. He is five foot ten, which means he's probably five foot nine, but his head is enormous. All they need to do is lob that ball up right in front of the goal. His head contacts this ball 100% of the time. It's like a watermelon up on his shoulders. And if that doesn't happen, he's got these huge feet. They're at least size 10 and a half. In Europe, they're probably like 35, 36. I'm not exactly sure how that conversion goes. But Diogo Jota, he is the guy. My click to pick this week, he is 100% going to score a goal. Plus 125, that's all right. You know what? I'm just going to give give the little bit of the odds, like not in my favor, because I'm going to take the odds in my favor. Plus 125, let's go. Pick two. Hams and spreads. Pick two. All right, we are going to the NFL, the National Football League. I absolutely love the NFL picks, but one caught my eye. My favorite team in the league, the New York Jets. They are 19-point dogs versus the Kansas City Chiefs. This is an outrage. New York Jets, 
They're from New York, Long Island, New York Jets. They are a solid football team. Why haven't they won yet? Great question. The Chiefs are going to lose this game. They are... But take the points. If you're, we're going to bet the Jets, you're going to take those points. You squeeze. You hold on to those 19 points because the Jets are going to come out hot. They're going to stay hot, and they are absolutely going to beat the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes, a little bit overrated. I was watching the game, a little bit overrated. Jets, strong team, super happy with this pick. Plus 19, you take those points. All right, let's go. Pick three. Hands and spreads, pick three. Printing money's pick of the week. All right. We uh, we were going to be sponsored this week. Unfortunately, missed my deadline for recording this segment. So we're going to pick that up next week. Anywho, let's go. Oh, Dan Doinks is going to like this pick. We got Minnesota versus Maryland. A big 10-minute matchup. This is happening Friday night. Get your bets in early. Friday night, 6.30 p.m., Minnesota 19 and a half point favorites. I usually like betting the dogs, but I love Minnesota in this game. Maryland is horrible. Northwestern absolutely crushed Maryland last week. It was an embarrassment. Northwestern is an incredible team, but they held Maryland to like three points. Minnesota is absolutely going to take it to 19 and a half points. They're going to win by 21 points. I'm calling it. It's going to be throwing 21 points, but love 19 and a half. You give those points. You pick Minnesota over under 60 and a half. You know what you do? You get the parlay. You get the Rick Fieldsman parlay. You take the Minnesota. Then you take the under 16.5. That's how we're going to do it. But for the pick, we're going 19.5. You give those points. And that's going to do it for us. Three of the hottest picks you've ever heard in your entire life coming to you live from my car. And I hope everybody has a great week, enjoys the gambling weekend, and as always, have a good one at the windows. And this has been the world's greatest and first segment within a segment, Hams and Spreads with Rick Fieldsman. Rick Fieldsman is the smartest person in the whole wide world. Rick Fieldsman can make you a lot of money. Wow. Wow, Rick. Outrageous picks this week. Dan, what do you think of all three of them specifically? (laughs) I love them so much. Mr. 1-1-1 has a ring to it. He'll break you even. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. 1-1-1, he'll break you even. I'd love to see that on a t-shirt. Sign me up. No, Rick is, he's on fire with, you know, giving you mediocre picks, and I love every second of it. The enthusiasm is through the roof once again. Sponsor this week? Mm, I don't think he is... Um, if I listen correctly, he is still not going to give a sponsor or get a sponsor rather until he's two okay. again. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I might know be wrong. We, <laughs> I know we just listened to it, but I'm, I'm a little hard of hearing and I, I couldn't hear past my, me gulping down ham. So, uh, yeah, Rick, I feel good about it. I feel good about Rick's picks. And as he alluded to in hams and spreads, that is the peanut butter middle of hams and bread. Uh, he, we saw him on Friday. I thought he looked a bit peaked. I'm I'm a little worried about him. He wears nothing but sweatpants now. Full blown depression, I think, is setting in for Rick. I do you agree or disagree? 
I totally agree, and that's why I was so confused when you said he does not stink. He definitely smells off, and I didn't want to say it to his face, so I I sent him a text later, but I don't think he upgraded his T-Mobile minutes. So um, I hope you're all right, buddy. Yeah, hope you're all right, too. Speaking of being all right, anything else catch your eye there, Mr. Teaser? Penis, penis. Penis, penis. I believe I was one and two last week on my pick, so sorry about that. I did put my tally side picks in, though, and I did not do well, so also sorry about that. (laughs) Fade the Dan doings, apparently. All my teasers hit, though, but I think I said maybe take the Bears if you want. That teaser did not hit, but the rest of them did. So here's the games that I like this week. I like two of them. I like the Packers, minus six and a half at home against the Vikings. Vikings stink. I'm not taking them. Not don't take them, Dan. Don't take I'm them. Shocked, don't yeah. take them. I'm I banned myself from taking the Vikings, and I'm not get plus six and a half uh, at Green Bay. No fucking way. That's that's losing. Don't take that. You're a loser if you take it. Steelers are getting three and a half at Baltimore. Steelers might oh. be legit. They're yes. legit. Baltimore doesn't scare me either. They scare you? No. I'm not buying no. it. No, I'm not buying it either. I'm buying Big Ben and his gray penis penis. <laughs> same, same. So you're going to give me the hook at three and a half. I'm going to take the Steelers plus three and a half, even though it's at Baltimore. All right, teasers I like this week. Uh, you could tease the two that I mentioned. I don't care. I don't give a shit. You can also take Bills, uh, who are currently minus four, at home against New England. New England might suck, huh? Cam Newton, Jared Stidham, who? Who's playing? I don't know. I don't really care. Uh, that, COVID. Oh, that was a thing this week with Bears. It's like, oh, we're all the people who said they wanted Andy Dalton and Cam Newton, oh, right? And a lot of that talk. Just shut up. Just shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. Sew it shut. Happy Halloween. All right, Bills, you can get them at plus three with the teaser at home against New England. That'll cover. I like two weird ones here, Bill. You might think that these are strange. Some may say spooky. Ooh. Happy Halloween, everybody. Wear gobble, gobble, gobble. <laughs> that was a turkey. I don't know if you're trying to say goblin, but that was definitely a turkey you just did. So the Jets this week are at Kansas City. The line is they're plus 19 and a half. Let's just tease that. That's fun. Let's get yes. plus 26 and a half with New Jersey. New Jersey, yes. <laughs> New York Jets. They play in Jersey, so yeah, not totally yeah. wrong. Right. Speaking of playing in New Jersey, the home game there this week is the Giants. They're getting 10.5 at home against Tampa Bay. Go ahead and tease them to 17.5. Could you imagine a teaser involving two teams? You're going to get one of them at 26.5 and, and one at 17.5 in the NFL. You do that. You just do it. Don't worry. You grip it and rip it. You just let it fly. This past week, college, I took Syracuse on a teaser, plus 56. That was fun. That was an easy cover. It hit. Teased them with the Gophers, though. That didn't go well, so Ooh. lost that. But it's it's fun to have that many points. It's just fun. It's fun, yeah. Bill. We're out here to have fun. Yeah, it's free money until until it's not. Until it's not. So that's all I got for you, buddy. Let's. Those are winners. Those are hot, hot picks. I'm sure... Rick's picks didn't conflict with any of those. So you're welcome. That's free money across the board. Tease them, parlay them. I don't give a fuck what you do. 
do something. Don't just sit on your ass. It's Halloween weekend. Get out there. Get weird. Get your picks in. Remember, fall back. The time change is coming. Yes. So don't forget yes. that. We don't want you to be yep. late for work on Monday. Do it. Love it. List it. Learn it. Lick it. Stick it. Definitely stick those picks all over all of the apps. We look forward to you posting all of the hot wins from both Dan Doinks. Still need a sponsor for his teaser segment. I My mind is going wild right now. <laughs> and Rick Fieldsman, our resident and exclusive sharp of Zero Doinks. I believe he's 14, 13, and 1. So he will absolutely get you your money back plus a couple of pennies. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Go Bears, even though we didn't really talk about them. We did a little bit. I love you, Dan. I love you. Happy Halloween. Break me off a piece of that pit pat penis. The white legacy is more than bricks and mortars. I wanted to save Gotham. I failed. Why do we fall, sir? So that we can learn to pick ourselves up. given up on me never do you have a bear that you fantasize about every sunday so do we it's bears fantasy corner zero doinks zero doinks zero doinks is there a bear that you fantasize about Hands in fantasy. Pick one. I don't know what I just mashed up there. Okay, I'm sorry. Bears Fantasy Corner. Everyone loves it. Everyone needs it. We give the hot, 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 hot daily fantasy sports picks. Daily fantasy sports? That doesn't sound right. Is that right? Who cares? Who gives a shit? All right. Last week, you had J.P. Holtz. He had zero points. That was a bad idea. I think you should play more. I, I think it should be. he should be better than that. I had Anthony Miller, which was more of a real pick. He only had 2.75 points, so another dog shit performance by him. You think he'll be around next year? What's what's his status with the team? He may have one more year. Yeah, yeah. I, I think the status appears to be in the doghouse. We all want more out of you, Anthony. We love you, buddy. Let's go. Let's go. Get your head in the game. Did he have a moment where he caught a ball and like ran the wrong way to – did not get the first down? Am I remembering that wrong? Was that, that was Panthers. week before? Panthers. Yes. That was I don't Panthers. know. They're running together. I'm drinking a lot these days, Phil. The pandemic's killing me. Ah. Okay. So you are four and three on the year with your picks. Why don't you lead it off? Since you had zero okay. last week, why don't you lead it off? I appreciate it. I This is a like we are mentioning in hams and bread with a little bit of hams and spreads. This is a bounce-back week for our Bears, specifically our Bears offense. So when you get a goose egg in one week, you come back the following week and you crack that egg open, you put that baby goose right in your mouth, and you ask that goose while it's in your mouth, who would you pick for Daily Fantasy, Mr. Goose? Are we sure it's a Mr. Goose? We don't know if it's a boy or a girl. I don't really know much about geese genitalia if I'm being honest, but I know a little bit about ostriches. And 
What I know most about ostriches is they put their head right in the sand, which is what I'm not going to do right now. So what I am going to offer you guys is my click to pick. It's a guy who's been getting warm for weeks. His name is Mitch Trubisky. He is going to get 200 yards and two touchdowns because Nick Foles is getting injured in the first quarter of this game behind that god-awful offensive line. Mitch is coming in. He's going to make you some hot, hot cash if you play Daily Fantasy. Do it, love it, list it, lick it, stick it, flick it. Go down on your neighbors. Mitch Trubisky, (laughs) happy Halloween, ostriches and geese. Flick them all. Yes, flick them all. Happy Halloween to all of the children that listen to this podcast. You have horrible parents. You should not be listening to this, especially after all that flicking and licking and sticking and going down on your neighbors. Is that a thing you do in your neighborhood, Bill? Are you... Um... Are you Only the upside-down you... pineapple? What's yeah, the yeah. signal for you guys? Yeah, slap up that. No, actually, what it is is a full-blown banner for Spirit Halloween, which thank you for sponsoring yet again, Spirit. Put that banner up across both ends of the front door. Thank you, Spirit, for sponsoring Bears Fantasy Corner. Do you want your fantasy to live out this Halloween? Come to Spirit and be John Wayne Gacy. We don't support John Wayne Gacy. He's a murderer. He was not. He was, set I up. think he was framed. Nope. I think he was. Okay. All right. Uh, you didn't even well like clowns. He didn't even like clowns, Dan. Is is that true? No, he no. was a clown. What are you no. talking about? <laughs> you're, you're getting me all confused here. All right, Fantasy Corner. <laughs> you had a very well thought out uh, play there with Mitch. I love it. That would be awful if we see Mitch again. Or would it? Who cares? You know what? I don't, I'm not even overthinking this. I would pick Santos if I could, but we don't do kickers. So I'm going to I'm gonna go with Mooney. Who gives a fuck? Just give me Mooney. No, no. Wait, wait, wait. I'm, can I change it? Yes. Can I change yes, it? Yes, you can. Yes. I'm going to go Demetrius Harris. Oh, Jesus. That's it. I don't Who gives a shit? Demetrius okay. Harris. There okay. we go. He's my click to pick. Wow. Are we going to tie this week? No. Well, uh, yeah, we, <laughs> I shouldn't say no. We definitely could. The one thing we know for sure, though, is that Demetrius Harris is getting at least four targets for no fucking reason no because fucking Matt Nagy reason. doesn't learn. Right. There is a chance. Actually, I'm more at risk because there's a chance Harris could fumble the ball and get negative. Oh. He'd be a negative player. That would be hilarious. So, yeah, hey, Demetrius Harris, let's mix it up. That'll get weird. Let's I like it. it. Were there any negative players in the NFL this week, Dan, across fantasy worlds? I think there were, buddy. Let's do the top performers. Do you want to guess? Um, only if there's a sponsor. I can't remember in this no portion. No sponsor. Spirit. Okay. Spirit sponsors this whole segment. And then there's a sponsor for the segment inside of a segment. Nope, that's not right. Oh, sorry. <laughs> top performers this week. Tom Brady. You've heard of him. 50 points. Good for him. Kyler Murray, 48 points. I played against him this week. Kevin Doinks down in Jacksonville had him, and I lost by like five. So fuck you, Kevin. Fuck you, Kyler. I don't mean that. Not to you, Kevin. Thanks for listening. Uh, The third this week was Justin Herbert. Once again, I'll acknowledge I'll eat shit. I said he was going to suck. He's the opposite of that. So 
Yeah. I'm sorry, Justin. I'd take you. I'd take you on the Bears. Ooh. I'd take you into a spirit and buy you whatever you want, buddy. How about a duck outfit while we're talking about, you know, geese and ostriches, and he's an Oregon guy. So would you ever put a duck-billed platypus inside your pants, Dan? Uh, no. I don't think so. What kind of pants? Like MC Hammer pants? I don't like... How would you get a... Mm. How would you how would you make that work? Walk me through the logistics. I think you don't wear a belt, first of all, just because you don't want that to get in the way. And um, <laughs> you go to the zoo, because I feel like that's where the duck-billed platypi are, and you steal it, and then you, you give it a hug, like, you know, give it some confidence, and then, like, you... I think you're wearing sweatpants, so yeah, without a belt, so you can't you can't put a belt on sweatpants. And in case you didn't know, watch me. And then you, yeah, and then um, you, you drop that platypus right in the trousers. I feel good about that. <laughs> I, I that makes it almost makes too much sense. Okay. Um, where were we? <laughs> Justin Herbert. I, all right, another another sidebar here. I was at a birthday party this past weekend, and a guy, for reasons unknown, wore a cow costume, like an inflatable cow costume. And he was drinking a lot of beer, and I, I kept asking him, I was like, what happens when you have to go to the bathroom? Do you just piss in that thing? And he refused to answer it. It was very strange. He's like, you unzip it. I'm like, do you need help? Like, did pe- someone help you? How does that work? And he seemed very offended that I was even asking. That's a val- I mean, I'm a I'm a tiny bladder guy, so these are yeah. things I think about. Right. But um is that offensive to ask no. somebody in a costume what's the bathroom situation when no. it hits? No. It it would have been offensive if you did not ask him. That's how I see that. And I know we didn't really finish the duckbill platypus situation. I was not trying to be sexual about it. It was just more like would you keep the the platypus warm? Because you gave it a hug. So I wanted to clarify that. Because I've said some weird things this segment, and I just want to stay out of prison. So let me ask you this. Is the platypus going in the front or the back of your pants? I had pictured front, which I know is a huge mistake, because I assume if if, if advertising's correct, they have a ducked bill, and they could... You know, they might put something on that twig and or berries that might not feel great. So, what, were you picturing back? Like, you just, like, because the belt, because apparently you wear a belt with sweatpants, so you got to walk me through that, I guess, a little bit. Well, I'm I'm not picturing at all because I, I, I refuse to let that. I'm still picturing Ted Phillips on his knees and in an office setting. Yeah, there's not much to the belts. You just pop it right over the the sweatpants. I mean, you just need a little extra support. No one will question that. You just pop it right over and hope that it doesn't slip underneath. Oh, okay. All right, all right. I think it's enough pants and duck talk. Uh, Let's get to the Taysom Hill Trash Performers of the Week presented by Glad. We had one negative player this week. It was D.D. Westbrook. He had negative two, negative, negative two, Bill, eh? Uh, he had one fumble, and uh, he tore his ACL. It's unclear if it was the same play, but that's a rough way to go out, eh? Eh. 
Hey, to our Canada fans. Hey. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, okay, Taysom Hill this week, he completed one pass for zero yards. He had one reception for zero yards. I'm not making this up. He had one rush for six yards. He finished with .85 points. So once again, proving trash, trash, trash. Why is he getting paid so much? Trash, trash, trash. Oh, and I can't wait for next segment, with which is uh, Fans and Eggs. We talk a lot about Taysom Hill, but I don't want to end this segment unless you're ready, Dan. Got anything else for us? No, that's it. Thank you, Spirit, for sponsoring that segment. And we hope that any last-minute fans go out and buy their sexy, sexy costumes. Maybe you want to be a sexy Zero Doigs podcast host. Absolutely. What what would that look like, Dan? If somebody wanted to do that, how could they compile such a costume? Mm, big tits. Uh, a duck in sweatpants. I think that's it. Hams. You got to have hams with you. Yeah. And um, yeah, that's about it. I got nothing else. What do you think? Yeah. Um... No, I, I hadn't thought it through, but probably a clown mask because we support John Wayne Gacy. Nope. Nope, we do not. That guy okay. could burn in hell. Fuck you, John Wayne Gacy. Okay. Fuck off. It is it is clown season, so Dan, I'd, I'd really wish that you'd reconsider your stance. It's clown season, buddy. Have we? Are you a clown guy? Have we talked about this before? No, they scare the fuck out of me, specifically John Wayne Gacy. Yes, same. Who likes clowns? Only people who are clowns, right? Yes. I I think we have touched on this in a, in a past we have, episode. Right? <laughs> we, we've done a lot of clown talk. Uh, yeah, I no, I don't understand the whole clown thing. Were you a big bozo guy and Cookie? Do you remember Cookie? Did we oh, talk? Yeah. We probably talked about this too. Yeah, bozo seemed okay, but only because he was on my TV. I didn't need to see him in person. I. I, a clown's a dying thing. You just don't see clowns anymore, right? I feel like that was big in, like, the 50s. Right. Just clowns everywhere. Like, oh, this is fun. It's, we're having a birthday party. Let's have a clown show up. Nobody <laughs> would do that anymore. You'd leave immediately. Right. I think when I was five, I had a... Uh... It was my golden birthday, so my parents had a clown come, <laughs> and I think, I think that excuse that's me, like, <laughs> they, oh, god damn it, like that's <laughs> I lived in a very sensual household. <laughs> I think that single handedly killed the the clown community that that nineteen eighty five at Bill Doink's household. <laughs> Where they had a clown come. Um, <laughs> would you put any balls in Bozo's buckets, Dan? That game, that game pissed me off. Those kids were so terrible at the grand prize game or whatever they yeah. called it. Why were they so yeah. bad at it? Were they just know. nervous? Was there? I would be nervous too if yeah. there was six foot five clowns standing hovering behind me. I'm not going to worry you that it's going to come on me. Yeah, that would be terrifying. The prize never seemed that great either. Like, if you did it, it's like, oh, you get a squirt gun. Yeah, or like stale cookies. Right. From cookies trousers covered in (laughs) platypus jizz. 
It all comes full circle, as Bears Fantasy Corner always does. This has been a real treat, at least for Dan and I. We apologize. Thank you. Forgive us, please, audience. Coming up next is a guy named Jared. He is fantastic. He is a New Orleans-ish guy, and his friends are listening, so be kind. They're all Saints fans. Fans and eggs coming up. Zero dogs. Thanks, Dan. Happy Halloween, everybody. Well, the pen is dry, but my hands are soaking wet. You know a good lie has got some fans and eggs in it. I've waited my whole life for a chance to hear a segment with their fans while I suck on my beer. From Topeka to Maine, from Tokyo to Spain, we all want you here. We want you all here. From New York to Fort Wayne, by Greyhound or by train. I guess I'll keep waiting, waiting for fans and eggs. Welcome back to Zero Doinks. This is Fans and Eggs, our fan segment where we dish a delicious, what, plate of conversation. I always screw that up. I don't know what I'm talking about. (laughs) Today, we have Jared from Louisiana. We're excited to have him. He's got the Chevy Chase Bears hat on, as does Dan Doinks, actually. You guys are twins. Jared, welcome to the show. Yeah, hey, appreciate you guys having me. Jared, did you get suckered online into buying this hat recently? Because I definitely did. Oh, are you kidding me? Look, it's one of those hats that, as a fan, you searched for, right? And so you find them, they're used or tattered or torn. And, and literally, you know, uh, one of the guys I follow on Twitter retweeted a link to it. And it took me all of about 30 seconds to go buy it. <laughs> so it was, it, impulse buy at its highest form. That was an, an identical experience to, to what I had. Like, I think I saw it on Twitter. So we probably, probably the same person retweeted it. And I was yeah. like, yep, I'm buying it. And it, it took me... I think it took me 29 seconds to order yeah, I'm it. So. Update, you know, I'm, I'm one of those, I, I'm a, a hat hoarder, so I probably need to refresh my collection as a lot of my hats are really, really beat up. So <laughs> this was a good start. <laughs> good, good. I love it. Yeah. Good taste. Good taste, Jerry. Yes, yes. That's right. So how how does a guy in Louisiana become a Bears fan? Are you, are you from around there? Are you from the, uh, from Chicagoland? Originally from Illinois. So my hometown is uh, north of Rockford by about 15 minutes. It's called South Beloit. So right on there on the uh, I-90 on the border of Illinois and Wisconsin. So, uh, you know, unfortunately where I'm from, you know, Bears fans are few and far between uh, because there's way more Packer fans uh, right there on the border of Wisconsin. So there's a few of us, uh, you know, There's, but there's not many. <laughs> I'll be honest. I'm a little disappointed you don't have like a, the real thick Cajun accent. I was hoping for that. Like we could barely understand you. Coach yeah. Ogeron type of uh, Cajun talk. So Yeah, you look, there's uh, a lot of things that I, you know, every time I go home, you know, people talk to me and <laughs> – I say certain, I do say y'all all the time now, bruh, you know, bruh, the, the B-R-U-H, bruh. So, you know, there's there's certain things. Still, though, especially when I'm getting nice and drunk, the uh, the Illinois comes out of me. So, you know, a lot of people, if you uh, if you say anything, if you say pop down here or anything like that, they're going to point you out and uh, and uh, they'll know you're, you're from north of Mason-Dixon really quickly. <laughs> How long have you been in Louisiana? Uh, actually it'll be 16 years and two weeks. So you, I, you haven't picked up that 
Louisiana accent as they're, far as I can tell. You sound like a, a Midwesterner to me. Look, there's no, uh, there's no picking it up. It's you don't if you're not born with it, you're not picking it up. Like I said, you'll everybody that moves down south, you'll catch y'all and you'll say, you know, there's different terminology for everything. Like I said, you'll never hear me say pop ever around here ever again. Um, but it's it's not something that you uh, you just pick up. And it's crazy because the 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 more Cajun that you get, you people almost sound like they're from New York. So the, the accents are really, really it's it's not similar, but it's kind of similar. So just certain things that they say and the way that they talk, uh, especially if you go down, you know, into I mean, I'm in obviously I'm I'm just north of New Orleans. So, but you go down south of uh, New Orleans and it, you get that real French Cajun down there, and it's uh, it's very interesting to say the least. <laughs> what's your What's your favorite part about living close to New Orleans or in Louisiana in general? And what's your least favorite? Uh, the food is 100, 100. You know, the great thing is, is coming from Illinois, being able to go to Chicago and, and, you know, get the, the Italian fare, right. Is, is amazing. And obviously everybody's going to talk about pizza and, and all that good stuff. I'm actually, after this is over with, I'm going to tweet out uh, a picture. There's a deep dish, you know, Chicago style pizza joint that just opened about uh, 20 minutes from 15 minutes from me. And we went, I'll tell you, uh, it's the best you're going to get anywhere, you know, around here. It was actually really good. It was pretty solid. So I'm going to put that out there for people to see just in case there's any, uh, you know, people craving deep dish pizza uh, in the great state of Louisiana. So uh, the food's great, man. You know, I tell everybody, you know, I met my wife when I was down here and uh, I actually, you know, they're like, why'd you stay in Louisiana? And I was like, A, crawfish and B, my wife in that order. You know, <laughs> she's never going to be happy with that response, but it's a hundred percent true. The, uh, the, the, the French Cajun fusion cuisines that you get around here are some of the best in the country, you know, and if you've gone to a couple of big cities, you know, and people are going to say New York and Chicago, but I, I think New Orleans probably has to rank up there with all of them. The food is absolutely insane. If you, um, if we, if Bill and I had to tr- travel down there, where would you recommend that we would go? Eat? Oh, what would be your go-to? You know, so I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to throw this out there because just like Chicago, right. It, you bring, you know, we, uh, a bunch of me and my buddies traveled up uh, to New Orleans, or to Chicago last year for the Bears Saints game. And, you know, guys that haven't been to Chicago, you know, what's the first thing you want to do? The deep dish pizza. Even though if you're living up there, you're not going to eat deep dish every night. We get tavern style pizza. Every, you know, if you're from there, you know, that's the best style. Deep dish is touristy, right? So there's so many places that you can go down here and be touristy and get yourself a po' boy and, and, and go to Cafe Du Monde and get beignets and coffee and stuff like that but there's so many really famous restaurants that you can go to and there's so many holes in the walls too um the the rum house uh is definitely one place that you could definitely go uh and get some really really amazing tacos that are kind of like fusion and 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 kind of new american style um you can go there dickie brennan's uh is always a really, really good spot to go to get, you know, food that's not going to be super crazy expensive. Um, there, there's so many different places. We, first of all, I'd probably tell you that if you had the, if you could try grilled oysters, not raw oysters, grilled oysters are phenomenal. Um, barbecue shrimp, po' boys. Uh, I mean, there's so many places that you go with, unfortunately with the, the pandemic that's going on, usually boozing, is uh is the, the first thing that we're going to go do and then it doesn't matter what you eat after that because it's all going to taste good 
you know, but there, I mean, there's so many different spots to go, but there's more hole in the wall places. And there are, you know, some of the super famous ones you're going to hear about. I love it. And on your, on your Instagram, you put a lot of stuff out there with both food and beer. Um, one of the food items I noticed, it was, I think it was barbecue ribs and it looked like there was a sauce called lovey sauce, which yeah. made me think about lovey Smith. Yeah. Is that his sauce? Yeah, you know, you know what's funny is, is when a couple of my buddies do listen to this pop with my Saints guys, I'm going to make them listen to this. Uh, one of my best friends, one of my fraternity brothers, it's actually his family company barbecue sauce. It started off as, as every Christmas, his mom would make this sauce and give us small five ounce like mason jars, you know, as like a, a little gift. And it was so popular. She was making it well after Christmas and just kept making it, kept making it to the point where enough people were kind of buying it from them. Um, prohibition style you know and they, they finally went to market with it and it's officially in grocery stores here and uh they're doing really really well with it so every time i you know i barbecue something i got to give my boy some some props and uh, try to take pictures with it so it's good stuff i'm definitely going to put you some in the mail now i was just going to ask how do we order some of that i, I love uh, you saw. guys will have some coming and uh i'll have to send you some beer as well i work for a brewing company down here called gnarly barley as of last year, we're the 37th fastest growing brewery in the, in the country. So nice. I'm definitely going to have to see what kind of beer you like, and I'll ship some up to you. I mean, Cold I mean beer. No I like. Thing. I'm not shipping beer. I'm just kidding. Yeah, right. Yeah, we're we're big hams guys. Uh, yeah. So obviously, our taste is, uh, uh, you know, it starts there, but we also have higher standards on yeah, occasion. I'll, I'll find something for you. That's awesome. Yeah, you you got some great pictures of stuff from gnarly barley too. So. Is that is are you are you a partial owner of that company or how did how did that come about? No, actually, I'm the I'm the tap room manager uh, over there. So I handle again with pandemic. My job has uh, been minimized recently, but everything that goes on, you know, you're to come visit us and, and drink in the brewery. And I, I handle all the day to day operations and, and making sure when you come in there, you can get T-shirts and beer and, and keep everything stocked up. And, you know, it's my job to make sure everybody has a good time and enjoys all the uh, craft beer they can handle. What what are sort of the rules around, uh, the, you know, the pandemic here? I know New Orleans, it seemed, was hit pretty hard right from the start. Have things kind of opened up a bit more or is it, you know, I know around here things are bouncing the other way and we're shutting down again slowly. Yeah, is, that, is that sort of the same thing down your way? It's, you know, so for the longest time, you know, that we were we were kind of trending. If we were trending in the right direction and then a couple of parishes around here got hit really hard with big spikes. And so they kind of paused everything. And, you know, I guess everybody's definition of a phase is different depending on what state you're in. So we were kind of stuck in phase two right now. What the governor did is you, your parish has to be below a 5% positivity rate, which unfortunately all the parishes around us are dropping below and kind of starting to open up here and there. And the parish that we're located in with the brewery, which is Tangipahoa is hovering still probably at six percent last time i checked so we're in really um a bit of purgatory right now the the craziest thing ever and i'm sure it didn't make national news is on friday or saturday this past saturday i got a phone call from the owner of the brewery and he was like hey i just want to let you know the governor's order has been canceled so everything's wide open you know he's like essentially there's no law it's the wild wild west right now the mask mandates and everything has been put on hold and i'm like what is going on right now? So, you know, you get all the local bars. The first thing to do is the bars are like, we're open, come drink, bring it on, you know, cause they've been, you know, shut down for forever. 
And we took a little more measured approach because I was like, something just doesn't seem right, you know, about that. It doesn't seem right. But um, I don't know. We kind of don't know what's going on. Uh, so, you know, some bars were like, I'm staying open until they tell me to shut down. And I'm like, you can do that. Uh, we're not going to. So we're like packaged to go only. You know, you, you can come in and taste some of the beers, but everything we do is, is retail for the most part. So we're a glorified uh you know, liquor store, I guess you could say, but that sells only beer. <laughs> no, I, but I think part of the experience would be, would be you, you know, teaching, teaching everybody about the different versions of craft beers. So I, I don't know about you, Dan, but this conversation, I feel like I want like eight beers right now and a lot oh, of crawfish. I'm, oh, I'm man. so thirsty. Dude, yeah. If I was not rushing in the door right now to do this, I'd already be cracking them, you know, so I'd be like, <laughs> oh, look, here's this one, you know, so, you know, you got to have a couple after you get off work. So but uh yeah look look it's um my job definitely does not suck so i get paid to do people so do you let people know at work that you're a bears fan and that this is this is go week for you you're, I, I you don't have as many friends every day so good man I usually, I usually wear my black one so that you know the the navy and orange doesn't just jump out and offend people because believe it or not man i mean i'm sure you would you know people are still salty at uh at uh 06 so you know it's in in and I'm sure, you know, as fans, you guys know the NFC North and the NFC South have some pretty heated rivalries right now. It, most recently, the Vikings and the Saints, but or yeah, before that, it was the Bears and the Saints. And look, there's no there's right. no loss between our between our teams. Everybody here knows that Akeem Hicks like absolutely hates the Saints, and he makes it known on his social media as well. So I think uh, you know with this this you know ass kicking that we took on Monday night. Uh, you know, I'm sure that defense is going to be fired up to to come out and and uh, you know hopefully get to Drew Brees a lot more than we got to Jared Goff. So, no, it's so yeah. true. Do you have a do you have a group of Bears fans that you uh, commiserate with or celebrate <laughs> with? Depending yeah, on, yeah, I would. I really, really do wish. There's, um, you know, there's a couple of guys I met, you know, coming and going, but you know, a lot of the guys that you meet are are uh, you know transplants or you know, work offshore, you know, they're they're not originally from here. They move here for work. And so you don't see those guys a lot. You know, we keep a, keep up with each other on social media and things like that. But I mean, all the guys I watch ball with, they're all diehard Saints fans. So when we travel, you know, like last year, you you know, I got a, I'm a White Sox fan and one of my best friends, two of my best friends here are diehard Cubs fans and Saints fans. So yes. we always try to take a we always try to take a, a you know a sports trip every year. Last year we did Soldier Field for the Saints game, and then uh, a couple of years back I brought a couple. I brought one of my friends up for uh, the Crosstown. He'd never been to Wrigley Field, so we did that. And um, you know, it's like I said, it's always me against the world. Especially you know, last year was awful. We had a great weekend. It was crazy because Wrigley Field. We stayed in uh, in Wrigleyville, and it was a ghost town because it was you know there's no baseball going on. And so, you know, all we could do is, you know, went around and did the touristy food stops and, uh, you know, we got our asses handed to us. It was Trubisky's first game back from injury. And it was, I mean, it was, I think, that, you know, my buddies told me that I didn't blink for like a whole solid quarter. Um, I was just sitting there so frustrated, hammering down beers. And uh, it was, it was, uh, it was pretty miserable. <laughs> I was, I was also there that day and there was a real limp dick performance and the crowd was dead. It was like one of the worst games. I mean, outside of like, because like it was pretty, you're right. And it was like 
you know, Breeze was out and we're like, oh, we got this. We're playing Bridgewater. We're good. And Patterson's Patterson's kick return was the only good thing, literally. Trubisky got some garbage time. You know, Allen Robinson scored right there towards the end to where everybody in the stands that was still there, which was 99% Saints fans, were kind of looking like when we scored that touchdown, they're looking like, oh, shit. Like, we've kind of let them – like, there's no way they're going to win, but it's too close. It's a lot closer now than, you know, what they thought it was going to be because they put almost 50 on us in our own house. So, it was um, it was, it was, was bad. You know, unfortunately, you know, with the exception of the, the NFC Championship game that, I, you know, I came up for with a bunch of my Saints buddies, and obviously we got the win in that one, you know, all the other affairs that I've been able to attend in person, whether it be in the Superdome or um, Soldier Field, have always been losses. So, I'm just hoping – that we can rebound from uh, the absolute dumpster fire that was last night and come out and, and show some heart and, you know, beat a team that I, I think is, they have just as many questions as we do, you know? No, that's true. Actually, I, the, the timing may be perfect. I guess we'll see, but have you, um, uh, were you at the game where Zach Miller had his legs blown off then in I the was, Superdome? I was actually <laughs> right by that end zone. And oh, it was, yeah. it was crazy to me because in real time, you knew it was a touchdown. You absolutely yeah. knew it was a touchdown. And so I'm celebrating, you know, there was a couple of Bears fans like two rows behind me because where we where I sit with my friend in the dome, he's got really good seats. So where he caught the, in the where he caught the ball in the end zone, we were in the opposite corner. So I had a very good, you know, side shot of the play. And I was like, it's a touchdown. So we're celebrating. And all of a sudden and I'm look back and I'm like, okay, well something's going on. You know, he must be hurt, whatever. And then everybody else is saying, oh, they're calling it incomplete. And I'm like, there's no way. I mean, he caught the ball. And then it goes to the Jumbotron, and we're watching it. It's super clear that he caught and maintained possession and then realized that his leg was hanging off and let go of the ball. And then they're going to say, you know, incomplete. And it was, a, it, was a, it was a pretty terrible situation all the way around to have that taken off the board because everybody, if you remember that game, you know, Trubisky had like a 50-yard run. And, I mean, we were in that touchdown – essentially keeps us, you know, the the last drive. I think all we needed would, would have been a field goal and not necessarily press for the touchdown. Yeah, that was a good that was a good game actually. That yeah, that was that was devastating. I I I figure that a Saints fan had to put a voodoo spell on Zach Miller. Is voodoo an actual thing? Like Dan and I were actually in New Orleans for our for my bachelor party coincidentally. Great and, choice. Uh, yeah, it it was awesome. Voodoo seemed like it was pretty popular. Dan is scared of it. Is it an actual thing or is it real touristy? Uh, I would say it's a little bit of a mix of both, just depending on what you believe in. I mean, look, you you meet some, you believe in anything enough, you can make it as real as you want to make it, you know. And uh, there are definitely some some characters. You get down into the French Quarter, and especially at night, uh, you you can believe voodoo is real. I want. I'll tell you, those cemeteries, whether you believe in voodoo or not, that that stuff is is spooky, man. There's some. Uh, there's some some real evidence, you know. There's a um, a restaurant down in the quarter called Muriel's, and it's built around an old slaves' quarters. And there's some pretty bad stuff that happened. If you go and, and read there, I mean, it was it was bad, you know. I mean, how many people died and were tortured and all this stuff. But there's they, there's documented cases of a ghost, you know, being upstairs in one of the rooms and in one of the dining rooms, and so it's. Uh, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty crazy because when you know you can see picture people have put pictures and some videos of, of some of the things you know chairs just sliding out and you're like, you know, I, 
whatever. I, I do. I believe in ghosts. Absolutely, absolutely. Just because I want to. Have I seen one? No. But I would probably piss myself if that really happened. So I guess it's not a good thing. Well, I know uh, definitely voodoo was done on me at Bill's Bachelor Weekend because I blacked out every single night I was there, and I don't know how that happened. So I Another definitely believe in voodoo. <laughs> it was those it was those huge ass beers on uh on bourbon street oh, that's that's what crazy. got me that's, it's crazy yeah. it's crazy what you can do like it's i mean just you know that's the worst thing about this pandemic is is the, the thing that new orleans is is known for is is being shut down and you know it makes it not as fun not that there's not a lot of culture and things to do here but i mean look you come to new orleans you're gonna eat good food but you want to go out and just party your ass off and that's you know unfortunately it's a party at home <laughs> I do. I do love a good party. What? Um, back to the Saints. I shit on Taysom Hill every episode because I think that guy is way overrated. Do Saints fans love him? And what are your feelings on Taysom Hill? Ah, oh, Saints fans love him, dude. One of my one of my friendly brothers just had a little boy named him Taysom. So oh, that shows you where uh, that's at. Del, please yeah. apologize so, to that kid for me. Yeah. Look, you know, it, there. I mean. So I will say this. Saints fans are some of the most passionate fans that you'll find anywhere in the country. I think a majority of them are pretty realistic fans. You know, you look at Lions fans. They're the most unrealistic fan base in the country, maybe besides Jets fans every single year. Um, I think Saints fans are, are, are pretty realistic, you know, uh, um, with expectations and, and what their team is. Uh, Taysom, I agree with you. He's super overrated. And all this year, I think a lot of their fans are seeing – you know, how, you know, Sean Payton gets really cute, you know, in that game, they should have beat the Packers. And had he not put, if you know, he puts Taysom Hill in the game, Taysom Hill fumbles, the Packers get it, and it ends up leading to them winning the game. If Drew Brees stays in the game, the Saints win that game. And do us a favor, seeing how you're that Saints, we have taken out the Bucks, the Panthers, okay? Like, the Falcons, we're going to take you out on Sunday, so... You know, we're doing God's work over here to help your team out. And not doing anything to help us out. That's right. Bears, NFC South champs, 2020. We, we're going to have that it. going Let's for us. We did it That's the it. AFC North years ago, so I think we can we can take this one out. I love it. Well, Jared, man, this is this has been a lot of fun. You're you're taking both Dan and I back to some great times in New Orleans, and and we appreciate uh, you know our our future friendship and whatever you want to send us, we'll send you some hams just to remind you of the Midwest. If if I think that's a fair yeah, trade, perfect. right? And yeah, they need more yeah. ham down here. That's I'm right. sure a guy. I'm sure a guy who's working at like a tap room at a brew house wants lukewarm ham sent to him. That'll be a real yeah. Treat. Bring it on. Yeah, <laughs> we'll bring it into a lager. <laughs> that's right that's right well thanks man this has been fans and eggs thanks hey, appreciate it guys go bears thanks man go bears. go bears have you ever wanted to follow us do it at zero doinks instagram at zero doinks twitter at zero doinks slip into our dms wet wet wild if the hams are a slapping don't come a slapping if the hams are a slapping don't come a slapping at zero doinks weirdest big 10 minute and i love it so much <laughs> big 10 minute a bunch of fat, pale Midwesterners just roaming around Pasadena. You love the Illini and I have a life. I bleed orange and blue.
Gophers minus three is my pick. I respect your love for the Illini. Shove it, shove it, shove it. Row, 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 shove, shove, shove. I'm like pretty much the only Gopher fan that people know. Oh, Big Ten minute was, uh, Big Ten weekend was not good for our teams. Holy shit, the Gophers. Actually, I'll admit I didn't see any of the game. I recorded it, saw the score, and thought, I'm not going to watch any of that bullshit. Gophers lose 49-24. 49-24 to Michigan at home. Game day was there. Embarrassing start. Not good all around. I don't care. I don't give a fuck. They'll be back. That's their only loss this year. They don't play Ohio State, like I said last week, so they'll be fine. They'll be fine. Bill, what happened to your Illini? Uh, you were at my house, as was Rick Fieldsman. Coach Cuse was too busy drinking $5,000 bottles of Chardonnay at some stranger's house. Illinois sucked. Lovey Smith didn't have any communication with his headset to the press box. That's probably not a bad thing. Wisconsin's quarterback now has COVID, which probably means Illinois' whole team has COVID. But you know what doesn't have COVID the rest of the Illinois season? Because they're going to be 7-1, and one, and they are going to be throwing roses in Pasadena. Still, there's a lot of optimism in Champaign after losing by way more than I thought against Wisconsin. Dan, back to you. All right, let's talk about the lines. Gophers are at Maryland this Friday night. Oh, should we go back to your house? No, nah, that's okay. It's Halloween Eve. Got to get your Ooh. costumes ready. You got to polish your candy off, if you know what oh. I mean. Yeah. I don't know what that means, actually, but thank you, Spirit, for sponsoring Big Ten Minute as well. All right, Gophers at Maryland this Friday. They are currently giving 20 and a half to Maryland. Maryland stinks, huh? You know anything about them? Uh, they have weird uniforms. Is Scott Van Pelt still the quarterback? I think he's dead. Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to go ahead and take the Gophers. They're going to win by three touchdowns. There you go. Lock it up. You can bet on it because they're not an Illinois team. Bill, Illinois is at home against Purdue. Illinois is getting points at home. Yes. Do I have that right? Yes. I know Purdue won, but they're not that good. Illini are plus six and a half at home Saturday at 11, I think. Probably. Bang that drum all you want, Purdue, but get the fuck out of Champaign. Illinois is not only covering, but they are winning. One and one, Lovey's team bounces back. Don't put Lovey in a corner. We learned that last year. Bounce, bounce, bounce. Back, back, back. Brandon Peters and all of his Peters and his penis. Maybe he'll actually hit somebody in the hands this week, not the feet. Illinois wins. Everybody wins except people in the state of Illinois where we cannot bet on the Illini. Oh, fuck you, JB, just for this. Fuck you, Josh Whitman, just for that. Illinois wins one and one, one and one, leading the Big Ten all the way to Pasadena. Love it. Both teams, one and one. Good, efficient, Big Ten, three minutes. Thank you so much. I think that's how I start every intro with a hard motherfucker. So I'm sorry, kids, if you're still listening. Go to bed. It's late. This is live. Bill, 
Halloween's coming up this weekend. Are you dressing up? You know, this year, the only thing I'm going as is Dr. Fauci, because I feel like I kind of look like him with a little bit of, if I threw a little bit more gray in my hair, and if I shrunk a little bit, because I feel like he's a man that is short of stature, not that I'm tall, and I need to have like a um, a frown on my face. So I'm going to be Dr. Fauci. What about you? Uh, I could see that you could be, you're going to look like Fauci when you're older. I can totally see you sound like him too. And I imagine you smell like him. I what does am he gonna... sm- What do you think he smells like? Wait, 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 wait. What yep. do you think Dr. Fauci smells like? And what do you think I smell like? <laughs> I know what you smell like. You smell like an old leather shoe. Just one of them, not two. So it's not like overpowering, but it's an old leather shoe that's, Maybe someone wore a couple of times without socks. That's what you smell like. Dr. Fauci's a little bit of that, but he also smells like the inside of a Pizza Hut pan, personal pan pizza box that was eaten a week and a half ago. So it was out a little bit. You smell most of the cardboard. You smell a little burnt cheese mixed in with one worn-in leather shoe. Yeah that someone wore maybe a couple too many times without socks in the middle of yeah. August. Yes. How am I close? You're real close. You know what you smell like, Dan? You smell like a pipe, a pipe that's been sitting out for 60 years. Like here, this is my great grandpa's pipe. You know, he, don't you remember gramps? He, he was a general in the civil war and here sniff his old tobacco that he used to smoke in the battlefield, you know, in his, in his barracks. That's what you smell like, Dan. You smell like an, a civil war general's pipe. That's much better. Cause I thought pipe, I thought like a, like a sewage pipe. So I'll take that all day, every day. I like, I like the smell of a good tobacco pipe. As you put it, tobacco, wacky yeah. tobacco. Yeah. All right. So uh, I'm going to be Harry Potter for Halloween this year. Wasn't my choice. I was told to be fucking Harry Potter. I got the glasses. I got a dumb looking shirt. I think, I hope, hope I get to ride around on a broom. I don't know, but I'm going to be Harry Potter, not to be confused with the hit adult film, Harry Twatter. That's true. Uh, confession time. I have not seen Harry Twatter or any of the Harry Potters, and I've not uh, read any of the books. So that's, that's my cross to bear. Okay, I get. I, I don't fault you for that. We went on a hot streak during the pandemic, and we watched all of them as a family. So that's something you'll never get to enjoy because you hate your family. <laughs> well, here's, you know what? But I have seen the Shawshank Redemption, and you have not. So uh-huh. I feel like that puts me a step ahead because when you said sewage and pipes, I thought of a great scene from Shawshank Redemption that you refuse to watch, even though your britches are very fuzzy. He crawls through the shit, right? Like, I know the whole movie. I've just never seen it. Doesn't he crawl through a pipe with shit in it? Is that how he gets out? No comment. Oh, spoiler alert. The movie's been out for 30 fucking years. Oh, don't spoil it for the children listening. Go to bed, children. It's almost Halloween. Stop eating candy. Put down the crack pipe and go to bed, five-year-olds. Wow. That's 
There's a lot of weirdness going on in your neighborhood, which is fantastic. As we've mentioned, in my neighborhood, there's upside down pineapples and a lot of coitus. Um, Dan, last week you were very anti uh what was it again what sort of candy was it it was something that i think offended grease tank and maybe other fans and eggs whatever whichever one is the coconut almond joy or mount joy sometimes you feel like a nut sometimes you don't yeah coconut's trash i hate it get it out of my face i will scissor kick anyone who tries to bring me coconut candy I don't have problems with actual coconuts. They look kind of cool. But anything that's made with coconut, go fuck yourself. Get out of here. Okay. Um, when I think coconut, I think Tom Hanks uh, drinking out of a coconut and whatever. Castaway, right? How good did that liquid look out of that coconut? And how furry was that nut? <laughs> We still talking about the clowns coming to birthday parties. Uh, coconut water, I think, is supposed to be good for hangovers, right? I feel like I've tried to choke down a coconut water, and it never works, and I feel like I get tricked because I hate coconut. That's probably my wife telling me to do that. She's like, oh, drink this coconut water. You'll be fine. And I'm like, all right. Well, an hour later, I feel even worse, and I taste coconut, so just kill me. Ooh, thanks a lot, Jordan Doinks. A past and future estrogen and eggs participant. We'll we'll get her back on her and Chris and Doinks. Can't wait for that. We need to lock down that date because we're a little male heavy on this show, according to Phil from Indiana, and he's not wrong. Although I believe next week's fans and eggs participant, if everything goes right, is a lady, and I'm sure a classy one at that going into the Titans week. Dan, this has been a great episode. This is Saints Week. It's a big week for the wild card, which all of a sudden has become very crowded in the NFC, which might be a bit of a problem in a few weeks when we're still doing this podcast. We'll see. I'm confident we're going to bounce back this week. It's fresh. It's great. Nagy has all the answers. Bears, big win against the Saints. I love you. Thank you for doing this podcast with me. I love Halloween, and I love upside-down pineapples. Thanks, Bill. This has been fun. Good luck with going down on your neighbors. Uh, Matt Nagy <laughs> stops sucking, unlike the sucking Bill will be doing this Halloween. Ooh. Don't be you, Matt Nagy. Don't be you <laughs> anymore. Go Bears. Love you, Bill. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Zerdonks, thank you for listening. Especially, special shout out to those in the UK that had to watch Bears Rams, God bless you. You're great. Love our new friends in Ireland and beyond. Thank you, Jared, in New Orleans as well. Zero doinks. Bye. Penis, penis.
We're worn down. The time for Nick is now, but it's nothing to cheer about. Cause we'll lose again soon with the play calling buffoon. Follow you into the dark.